You're listening to the Gamecaster. Gamecaster. Gamecasters. Natalie, Jeff, and Ryan are the Gamecasters, and they do a board game show, inboxes, and nooks, and games, and top five lists, and sometimes there's fart jokes. Hey there, Gamecasties, and welcome back to episode 130 of the Gamecasters, the show so crazy and redonk that you have to be a loon just to listen. <laughs> yes, while we're a bit unhinged, unbalanced, and unstable, we're also sometimes pretty hinged, balanced, and stable. You never know quite what you're going to get with us. Well, okay, that's not true. You know exactly what you're going to get with us, don't you? <laughs> we're going to say fuck. <laughs> we're going to make dick, sex, and fart jokes. Probably more than you're used to. We're going to interrupt each other a lot with something we think is funny that needs to be let out right now. We're going <laughs> to laugh a lot. We're going to then undermine all of that by somehow talking seriously about our thoughts on games or other topics. We're not for everybody. We're maybe not an essential, but for the people we are for, we're it. We're like Twilight Imperium, I think. It takes forever, and lots of crazy shit happens along the way, and most people want nothing to do with us because the swings and the time investment, but others only want to play us and would set aside time just to play us if they had enough people who would also play us. I have a little poem I wrote about us called Fuck Fuck Shit Shit. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. <laughs> that I feel encapsulates what you're in store for if you listen to us. I think oh, so. <laughs> fuck fuck shit shit balls balls ass. <laughs> I have some gas I need to pass. Oh fuck fuck God. shit shit vagina. Do we like games? Yeah, no duh. <laughs> fuck fuck shit shit laugh laugh sing. Play some games. Bell goes ding. Fuck <laughs> 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 fuck shit shit segments thrive. Inbox beat down. Nook top five. Fuck fuck shit shit serious. Show so long delirious. <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. well done. Your poem writing Wait, skills. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Okay. I could do some slam poetry, I think. Maybe I'll take that out to uh, an open mic. I think you should. Oh, boy. Just listen Mike's up, children. Gather out. around, yeah. children. <laughs> <laughs> this one's called Fuck, Fuck, Shit, Shit. Usually, when people read poems, too, like stuff like that, it's all just like. Like serious and like this, and yeah, there'd be, be a, you would come up like yeah. fuck, 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 shit, fuck, yeah. shit, shit, balls, balls, ass. <laughs> That'd be great. I would pay all I kids. I would pay lots of glass. money to hear that. <laughs> I would go to that. I think lots of people would go to that. Yeah. <laughs> One night only. Fuck, Instead fuck, shit, shit. The crowd would just go wild. Like <laughs> yeah. the cops would arrest me. Before we get started, I'd like to get a bit sappy for a second. We've been doing the show actually doing the show for about five years now which is crazy Damn. to think about it started technically back in 2016 but that was a different show than this the game casters as it is today really didn't start until 2019 and since then we've been pretty consistently shoving ourselves down your throats for three <laughs> hours every other week and you've taken it all like professionals we only <laughs> release about 26 ish times per year we're not a weekly show and we don't do video, and we're not the best about marketing ourselves. And despite all of that, we finally reached a number of downloads that I feel extremely proud of. Last week, you guys, we crossed 100,000 all-time downloads. Woo. Where's the Woo. clapping thing? Oh, I was going to do the snaps again. Snap, 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 snap. Yeah, snap, snap, snap. Um, keep snapping until I find oh, them. Snapping, oh, there it snapping. is. Yay. Yay. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Seriously, that is crazy good. That's it's awful. a number for us to be proud of. For some reason, most people in the podcast space don't talk about their download numbers. I don't know why, but for some reason, it's not a thing like it is on YouTube. We're on YouTube. You can see very transparently yes, how many subscribers, everything. views, yeah. likes the channel has. You're right. So Podcasts, we don't know how we compare really to most. Yeah. For some reason, nobody does it. And they're extremely guarded about that. And I don't really understand why. Well, I'm going to break that cycle a bit and share our lifetime stats up to now in a high level because I feel like our growth is the most exciting part of this five-year journey. 
So, you guys, from 2016 with Inception, okay, me and Jeremy, we yep. put out 10 episodes. I alone put out two more in the next <laughs> okay. two years. Yeah. Until the beginning of 2019, we had about 1,000 total downloads. One okay. Th- okay. The show, like I said, only had 12 episodes in that time, so it's not really surprising. So, it about, so you were about 100 ep- downloads an episode. Yeah, aver- on average. In that, sure. Yep, okay. if you average it out, for sure. In 2019, we had 3,000 which at the time felt incredible. Okay. Jeff joined the show. Natalie and Jeff both joined the show in 2019 and we tripled triple fr- in one year that we did our last two or last three. Okay. Um, that's the thing in all of this is that each step of the process, we felt like we had arrived. Yep. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> and it only just kept going in 2020. We jumped up to 10,000 downloads. In 2021, we went up again to 13,000. In 2022, we skyrocketed to 28,000. And then 2023 was our best year yet with 43,000 downloads. And we are on pace right now. I mean, it's only the beginning of February, but we're on pace to exceed those numbers of 2023 already in 2024. Oh my goodness. Hot damn. That's so cool. So hitting 100,000 is a milestone that really just feels like something we can attach our growth to. Normally, I want to attach my growth to Natalie. Yeah, you do. But this <laughs> that time... That was there. But this time... About halfway through, I was... I got, yep, this is going to happen. Yep. <laughs> I didn't fail you. Yeah. Uh, we're incredibly thankful for each and every listener we get and for the community that has built up around us. It still feels completely surreal when someone reaches out and tells me they found us and can't stop listening. That never gets old to me and always humbles me to my knees. Normally, I want to get humbled onto my knees by Natalie. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> we keep making content Bye, and people keep listening. So on behalf of Jeff and Natalie, the person I like to go down on, thank you all for your support, engagement, and downloads. The only reason we keep going is because of you guys. Every time someone lets us know that they enjoy what we do, it just fuels us to go on for another 10 episodes or so. So we got about yeah. seven left before yeah. we keep need to do it again. Yeah. Well, was it a few days ago, someone just joined the Discord and was like, People ask me at work why I'm just laughing in my own Those cubicle are my or whatever things. Like, yeah, and they found great. us just a few months ago, and it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm laughing like so hard, and I have to, day. I have to, you know, like, oh my god, they come over and they're like, what's going on? That, I feel like we get that. Like I'm listening to a board game. A podcast. lot. Yeah. So what's up with you guys? I don't know, Natalie. What's up with you? Uh, well, in two weeks, I'm going to Jamaica. Jamaica, mom. Oh, yeah. This is news to Ryan. Yeah, I never heard about <laughs> it. You know somehow, Jeff. I, I, I didn't Ryan. Holy cow. Wow. You're watching the dogs You're taking me, the right? dogs with you, no? You're taking the dogs with you. <laughs> Who are you going with and why? I'm going with my mom. Ew, why? Okay. <laughs> why? Um, because she has, she goes every year and, and she's been wanting me to go with her last few years and I've always turned her down and then she's basically like, I'm going so if you want to go, like you don't have to pay for the place because I'm going either way. You just pay for your plane ticket and, and your, all my food, and your food stuff. And so this and year, I, this year I was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> this year I was desperate enough to go on like a tropical vacation. Oh, poor Natalie is desperate enough. Desperate enough to so go desperate to, to go to Jamaica. I'm too desperate. I gotta go. Well, to is Jamaica. it all inclusive or is it? No. It's not all inclusive. This reminds me of when we interviewed Gamey Lannister. Do you remember this? All the way, 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 way back. Ago. And he was like, for my birthday, my friends surprised me on a trip to Europe. Yeah. They like, like oh. kidnapped me in the middle of the night to Europe. Like, I do not identify with you, man. No. no we're, <laughs> we're not just relate like a to that. We're not from the same planet. I was to pay for the, yeah. the place to stay. But I, I mean, the plane ticket was still very expensive and... And yeah. Anyways, so, um, so I got my passport this past fall, mm-hmm. and have you never had a passport. I have. It's just it was expired. Oh, it was, yeah, I was dead. And got so it. I just. Yeah. I've never had a passport. Oh. You don't like planes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I've been to Canada. 
That's well. That was when you through you a car. You didn't need a passport back license. then. Yeah. yeah. Or do you, you were, need a passport or now? An infant. No, I think you can just use your license. Okay. Yeah. If we have the or super one, yeah, the super license. Yeah, or a birth certificate. Yeah, the super yeah. license. You just need a birth certificate. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's not mine. I don't remember. I haven't been to Canada in a while. Yeah, I found this one. Can I use that? Well. Um, actually my passport was expired, but I also lost it. <laughs> oh, so okay. In it was addition kind of to, annoying. So now the person that found it can't be. You. It was kind of annoying because <laughs> I couldn't just renew it because I lost it. I, yeah. I had to like do a different, pro- whatever. Anyways, I did it. Um, it's done. I'm going to Jamaica. I'm very excited. You're going to send me all them bikini pics. Um, God, what is Ryan? How long are you gone for? For like a week. Let's let's just talk about what Ryan's gonna do for masturbate a week. all by himself in the house. It's funny too because like he's just gonna jack off all, all day. day. I just bought three bottles just of lube. All day. I'm just gonna go through them. Yeah. I got different ones so I can try which ones you know slightier. Yeah, right. Yep, yeah. slightier. <laughs> this one has a uh, slightier scale. Extremely on the slidey scale. Ooh, but this one's one four. Five. Oh man, that's not very slidey. on this one ran out. But way the stickiness too quick. scale. It's a slide to sticky ratio that you really need with a good bottle of lube. There's just gonna be like a BP. BP episode just BP. of your just lube. Every episode <laughs> yeah. is just like, I tried another lube today. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, nobody's yeah, on Patreon anymore. Patreon backers. <laughs> we, had, we thought we had too many of you, so <laughs> here come Ryan Jerkoff Adventures. I tried Harry Palms Glide Action today, and it uh, didn't go very well. Harry, Harry Palms Glide Action. <laughs> oh, my God. But yeah, that's mainly what's going on with me. I'm getting ready for that, and I'm very excited. Sorry, when do you leave? You leave in two weeks? Yep. The so 131's canceled. Yeah, I know I have um, 131. <laughs> so I leave 131 on, might just be the two of us. Yeah, I leave on them. like Saturday and I come home on a Friday. Um, Sweet the day before. <laughs> no. yeah. Well, I think Jamaica's at a different time zone. Yeah, so so technically you're, you're, you're losing you a day. really fast or on the other side of the world, <laughs> yeah. it spins and you lose a day. And then, you, then you just have to come right back. You lose a day. Yeah. <laughs> that's um, the way to get younger. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We've just found the eternal youth. That's it. <laughs> just go to a different time zone, come back that way. Um, <laughs> random TV show. Devin and I are halfway through because it's it's every week is coming out but true detective there's a new I heard the new one is great oh, yeah. it's yeah. great so far it feels like the original the well one oh. and three uh, yeah the was, second one's terrible right two with Vince Vaughn was not was not great so who's in this one yeah. Jodie Foster oh and um that's it really no, okay no, there another, there is somebody else I feel like and I, I can't saw, like, a um, thing. I, can't I can't put remember. my 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 finger. On yeah, you can't put your finger pad thingy. on it. Yeah, I'll look it up while you speak. Twenty one. <laughs> it is. It's it's like takes place in Alaska. Uh. So it's they're going through like you know all day of night kind of thing, and it's just this like cold, frigid. That I like that kind of stuff. It's cool. That kind yeah. of stuff's awesome. That's why Fargo's so great. Yeah, and they have just like the other ones. There's there's like a hint of a spiritual might not be the right word or supernatural almost. Yeah. If you kind of remember the first one, it was there. There was some like overly like religious spiritual sort of yeah under overtones under, yeah. It, it, it's been i just remember Dario's. oh man that was oh that bonkers <laughs> that was that was such a good season <laughs> yeah a couple good yeah, seasons there couple, yeah all in one all in one season there was a couple good <laughs> yeah, seasons a couple good <laughs> yeah and then Dario had to like she was like pretending to sleep with woody harrelson uh, that's crazy go woody like if she'll sleep with him I think we all we got, got a, a shot. shot. I think we all have a shot. Hey, I got a, hey uh, if you're listening to Dario in a couple weeks, um, <laughs> you can come test out some lubes. Did you, did you hear we had 100,000 downloads? What do you think about that? For our board game podcast. <laughs> I did tell, um, so I was hanging out with a friend yesterday, Dave, and um, I was like, he's like, so how's it going? I'm like, good. I'm like, we hit 100,000 downloads on our podcast. And he looked at me like, wow, 
You know, like, like, wow, like, like this you're doing. stupid little podcast you've been doing is doing okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about that? Measles. <laughs> um, right. Like, yeah, he was like, so he didn't Whoa. say it. And like, wow, I don't care. No, no. Be- well, because so you're probably him, like, wow, this is like a legit, legit thing. Both him and Chris, these are like my my high school best friends. They are not board gamers. They right. never got into board games, so they they miss. Us. Yeah. You know, they don't listen to us. Chris will listen to us occasionally. He'll listen to us. Mm-hmm. And he'll actually tell me, he'll be like, oh, I was listening and this, you said this thing that was really funny, you know, and let's talk about it and, and stuff. But he doesn't really care about the games part. And so neither yeah. does Dave. Dave's kind of like almost completely out of it. Um, so I think it, I think it uh, surprised him a little bit, which felt, which basically was me thinking he was saying, good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. But really it was just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> All in one word. It was pretty yeah. impressive. I was like, oh, you just know him well yeah. enough. To know. Yeah. I know that. Yeah. Like, oh, Dave. Thanks. Oh. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, pal. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. And then we kissed. Yeah. That was good. What? Yeah. They, they Had a daddy daughter taste. <laughs> <laughs> I was the daddy. <laughs> We assigned roles. We drew straws. You're going to be daughter. <laughs> oh, yuck. Oh, yuck. Yeah, okay. Um. So is that any other shows, Jeff, or just uh, True Detective well, you guys have been into? That's kind of it. We've been, like, at the standstill. We started a couple shows, and we didn't really get into them. Yeah. We're watching this. A shout-out for Amanda. I've told. I talked about the show Traders before. We like pause on the current season of Traders because is that we, the one that you talked about with like, the reality show stars yeah, that are like in it? Yeah, it's like Werewolf, right? It's like yeah. a giant right. game of Werewolf. Yeah, we saw like trailers for it. I think when we had Peacock. Yeah, for, like, a yeah, because they pushed that. Because <laughs> yeah. I think right. it's only it might be only on Peacock, mm. and they um, so we stopped that. We stopped watching it because we wanted to like pile up. I was getting sick of waiting weekly to okay. uh, oh, to yeah. see it. Yep. So we decided to go it's back to and do. watch. Th- there's a UK version and there's an Australian version. So we're watching season one of the UK. Which is just great. So it's same you, premise, same premise, just except, different people. And and the UK and the Australia one, there's no reality stars. They're just regular people. Oh, versus okay. the US one is a, yeah. some combination of the two, or mostly the reality stars. Well, staying in Australia, if we can, we we're watching watch. a show. You want to talk about we it? We finished it. We finished uh, it. I don't oh, care. Well, we finished it today, idiot. but yeah, there's a show. We watched on Netflix called Boy Swallows Universe. You heard it's based of that? On okay, a book. yes. We looked at it. We didn't start it, but oh it was on gosh. like our. You should watch it. It's very good. It's good. Is it really heavy? Yep. It yeah. feels like a heavy. You know what? You know what? Show. Though it, it is, is and but it it's not. Yeah, like it didn't give me the emotional. I wasn't like fuck. Oh okay. no! It wasn't yeah. Draining. Well, it's no, also, it did not. It's a limited it, exactly series. Right. It it's only me. seven episodes, and then it's done. But um. I mean, yeah, there's some like heavy stuff in it, but also at the same time, it's just like it's pretty. I don't. I don't think it, like we just talked about. I, it, I don't think it's going to drain you because no. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, I know what you mean too. By heavy show, um, it's really good. The acting is, it is great. Aust- yeah, it's Australian. It takes yep, place it's very Australian. Australian. And um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just fell in love with like all of the characters. Hmm. And That'll be to show. the point where okay, I'm not gonna. This isn't spoiling. There was one thing that happened in the finale. I yelled. Oh my God. Viscerally. <laughs> he even shot his arm up in there, like, no. I was like, no. And I was like, as I did that, I was like, oh my God, what happened? That just came out of me. Yeah. yeah, like, what the hell happened? It was like. Like, that's how, like, attached. That's how to attached. Them we were. Yeah. Yeah. To, to the. The characters in the show are are really well done. And what I liked about it, that I'm not going to say, again, I'm not going to spoil anything. What I enjoy about a show like this, so I'll give you the high-level overview. It's about basically these yeah. two boys, and they grow up in um, Australia, and their parents are kind of, uh, how do you say it? Like They're like into drugs. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay. There's a lot That's of probably the best way to say it. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of like into drugs. They're not necessarily like super addicts. They're just into them. <laughs> yeah. They just enjoy kinda, them. Yeah. yeah. It's like a hobby for them. Yeah. No, I used so, to do drugs. I still, I still do, do, but, but I, I used, used to too. <laughs> so they are, um, they're just like, it's not like a typical, you know, family environment that you're. Yeah. Well, I think the what, the very first scene of the show kind of shows you that sets the tone shows you that like something's gonna something bad's gonna go down related to a drug situation right. so essentially something bad goes down these kids are basically kind of living impoverished and they have to kind of fend their for themselves kind of fucked up because yeah, their lives are really fucked up yeah. right and so that's the part where it's kind of the themes are heavy in that way but the show has a lot of levity and a lot of yeah. you know it doesn't take itself too seriously i feel like and it's got some really it's heartwarming moments very heartwarming the the main character is this little boy who I think he's supposed to be like 13 in the show and he's like impressive as yes, an actor. He is very and impressive. And you just, he's very like likable and lovable. But here's what I was, uh, here's what I was trying to get at before with it's heavy, right? But what I liked about this was they don't cast the drug dealing addict people, whatever in a very tropey light. Mm-hmm. They're humanizing them. Okay. Yeah. And so you don't just immediately root against Mm-mm. These characters, you know what I mean, because of that. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, like you're more oh, we're like, growing up in a house and the, our parents are addicted to drugs, so they're beating us and they hate us. And you right, know what I mean, no, like it's, it's, not, it's yeah. not like typical stuff like that. You can tell that they're actually like human you beings. You kind of feel for them because you're like, oh man, they've got it. Like I feel bad for them. Like they're trying to do their best, but they, you know, they're just falling. Yeah, they're making into this wrong thing. decisions. They're doing bad yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's and how so more. That's my favorite part about the show is it really, I was really able to resonate with all the characters. There was not. It wasn't just tropey you know, kind of caricature over the top. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't right. just like, okay, I can tell these are the bad guys and these are the good guys. I don't like it when shows do that. I like it when it's more gray or it's just like, it feels real. Yeah. And this definitely had some ridiculous moments in it, but it definitely feels like you just feel for these characters, yeah. all of them, not just the ones that are quote unquote, yeah. the good guys. We watched yeah. the last episode today and we we're, we were like, Oh man. Like, yeah, I was because like, it was this is over, it? we it's were over? like so yeah. I was like, is it coming back for season two? And it's like, no. Yeah, because it's just based Maybe on one book. Maybe that's a good book. thing. I, know. I agree. I know, you know but it still, is. it's you. But it was just, you were so sad. Into you're right, because it, we it, it like, could have let us down. Yeah. You know, if it kept going. I don't really see how it could keep going. And I mean, it would have good. to be. Yeah. It would have. Yeah. They'd have. Well, because especially considering they based it all. It was like one novel and they based it on the whole novel. So it's like, yeah. well, they, if they went and did a season two, they'd be going rogue, yeah, which is no. not. It said it was a limited story. series. So I think it's just like a I one think you and would done. like it, Jeff. Yeah, I don't okay. think it's going to drain you no, like we talked about. I don't think so either. I think we'll watch it. We'll put it on the list because we we're really just watching. And the our, us watching Traders is like an easy background show as yeah. I'm playing my RG353V. RG353V? <laughs> um which I'm playing. Are you still on Symphony of the Night? Yeah. So what happened in Symphony of the Night is I, I've been exploring and I'm like, okay, cool. And it's one of those games where you like reach a point and you're like, I don't know what the fuck to do. And yep. you find something and that you can now turns me into mist everything. and now I can go into this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, mist. A, I'm a bat, right? Yeah. And the bat was the coolest thing. You fly around the whole fucking place. Yep. And then, so I was as I was exploring, I I found the room that What's-His-Face was in Richter. that I need to kill. And I killed him. And, and then the, the game, game. ends. Yep. I was like, you're like, no, I gotta go back. But I don't wanna. <laughs> so then when you reload it, you are like it's yeah, over. at the save. Oh, you're not at the save before. Maybe you're at the save before, but so or maybe I maybe I did do that. Anyway, the RG three five three V allows you to just save, save state. state. So I went back basically and save stated it, and then went through. So did you so do the I'm upside down castle? Through. I haven't I haven't got to that yet. Okay. I think when I saved it, it shows like your percentage. I think I have like seventy five percent of the castle of the first castle. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. So it hasn't flipped. 
because I know it technically would be like 200% is what yep. you're looking for. Right. Um, you can even go above that. I just went down. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of, I need <clears> to figure <throat> out how to um, be able to go in the water without getting hurt yep. and drowning. Yep, you will. And I think I'm in the catacombs. I think that's where I need to be. So I'm down there doing stuff. Isn't it so fun? And yes, and there's also some things in that game where I've Googled a handful of things. You're going right? to have to. And I, I imagine like the the people that are playing this game on PS1 for the yeah, first for time. Yeah, for the first time. What the fuck are you doing? How? Right? Okay, so Natalie, there's this thing in the game. You hit start and you can go and like equip your guy with all this shit. And there's this little gray box that says spells. Okay? Okay. You don't have any. Okay? <laughs> okay. And then in order to get these spells, you happen to have walked around randomly and push the right combination of buttons, and then the spell just shows up in your book. <laughs> so as you're walking around, you happen to hit up, down, left, right, this, that, this, sideways, boom, and then you get a spell. But you have no idea. You had no fucking idea. <laughs> you can buy some of, like, you go to the library and you can buy, a co- I don't think you can buy all of them. I don't know. I don't, I, I use, like, wrong. Dark Metamorphosis, and I don't really, I never really use the spells the too Dark much. Metamorphosis and that fire, but yeah, you don't need yeah, to. Yeah, the fire one, yeah. Because I went in and whooped Richter's ass. Yeah. And I'm not even, I wasn't even close to being done with the whole thing. I had yeah. good stuff. Yeah, you but destroyed I'm like, oh, At least I know I'm like, oh, I can whoop his ass now. Yeah. So when I'm, when I feel like I'm at another point, I'll go back and kick Well, so the other thing is, like, getting to that second castle, you have to get these glasses. You'll yeah. Google it because you're just not going to know. Yeah. You have to get these glasses, and then you go to Richter wearing the glasses, and then the, and then like he kind of like goes away, yeah. and then it's like, and how did you fucking know that? Like, yeah, how, you're in this how clock room. Uh, yeah, the time that clock. People are not playing this game. This is a 40-year-old game. Shut yeah, up. It's, um, <laughs> right, it's been spoiled. Yeah, it's 30 years old. But anyway, um, <laughs> there's this one room where you it's like, all right, you can go up the left side. It's the clock room. You can use the bat and fly up one side, fly up the other side. And it's like, how do you get up the middle? You happen to just be, be wearing the gold and silver rings, <laughs> yep. and the thing just opens. And it's like, yep. how the fuck are you supposed to and, know that and the right those side, two The rings? only way to get on the right side is to use that time thing to stop time yeah. at the certain time. Yeah. So there's like a, a clock with, with hands, and the left side only opens on when the hands are in like the right spot. Like every other minute. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, how would people know that? And I guess that's maybe maybe they pushed the Game Facts book or whatever that, mm-hmm. that thing was forever. But now people have, you know, put it on online but i'm like my god this is insane right so anyway we watch traders while i play that oh that's awesome we're looking for a show that we can like watch watch because we don't need traders i can just listen to this show um after the very first episode we were like okay that was good yeah you know and we wanted to like keep going did you finish poker face yep yeah we did yep ran through it pretty good right ran through it yeah Yeah, i liked it yeah Yeah. it it, it reminded me of like house how yeah. it was like every episode is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. You know, I wished I had some wishes. I was like, man, I wish they would advance the story more than they are. Yeah. They didn't Maybe, really advance like the it. Main story. Yeah, there was like I remember there was like three episodes that went by and I was like, we have not seen or heard from Benjamin Bratt in forever. <laughs> yeah. like, Maybe where season is he? two. Maybe they'll try to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But no, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I yeah. think Natasha Leone. Yeah, I like her. I think she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. I don't know why she has to have that same hairstyle and everything she does. Everything. I know her hair like, looks so awful. Every single what her yeah. hair is. Oh, this is what you get. Yeah. The people like, like, no, who, do, who do her hair probably like, there's nothing we can uh, do. Yeah, so we're just going to make board. it look Sorry. crazy. It almost looks like a wig. It's so crazy. <laughs> it looks so like fried. Yeah. yeah. You know, like. And frazzled and like, <laughs> yeah. like she went into a car wash without the yeah. car. Yeah. And then came Although, out and was like, that's I it. I mean, I think of. I th- okay, this episode she's clearly like a kind of a chaotic person, and this then season, this show, the show, and then in Orange is the New Black, she's, she's also in a prison, chaotic. so she's kind of kind of. But it's exactly yeah. the same hairstyle. It's yeah, the same. so that was kind of makes sense. The does only she have th- that hairstyle in American Pie? That's the only other thing I can remember her <laughs> I in, and I don't I remember. Wonder. I don't think she does. I don't think she does either. 
I yeah. think it's kind There's of poofy. No I'm gonna look it up. I think it's poofy, but it doesn't look as like dirty and disgusting. Yeah. There's no way. American <laughs> Pie, Natasha. I want to see. No, she's got no, like, like it's curly like, hair. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, like curly. It's pretty normal. That's right. It's like just regular curly. Yeah. That's funny. That is funny. <laughs> but I feel like even in like interviews and stuff, like it doesn't look that nice. <laughs> right? I think it's just kind of who she is. I yeah. guess that's just the way she was like. I'm going to use all of my resources into personality and I'm going to put zero of them into yeah. my hair. Yeah. She's got a really go. unique like, allocate. like voice too. Mm-hmm. She does that whole like, it's like raspy. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. It's like, almost like vocal fry. <laughs> yeah. Right. And she's in her mid fours. So come on, Natasha. <laughs> um, so Jeff, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Have you been playing any games? Yep. <laughs> I'd like to hear what about one, please. Yeah. That's the only yeah. one. Okay. Yep. Next. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. We'll see you next time. <laughs> That's well, going to do yeah. it for us tonight, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you back for 131 without Natalie because she's in Jamaica. Um, I hope you come back with an accent. Yeah. Yeah, man. That would be so like, good. I want you to be like Michael Scott. I want you to have a little bead yep, in your hair. We're tying a little bead. You, and I want you, you have a steel like, drum. Feeling hot, hot, hot. And then that's all you know from <laughs> yeah. me. That's all I want. Like, or just like a very slight accent. Like, so I was going there, man, and I didn't. Like, what? Did you just say man? Did you just man us? Yeah. Oh, you know, I mean, just I picked, up, I picked some things up, man. You like have a bobsled jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Marley shirt. <laughs> yeah. You come back with a tattoo of a Bob Marley song. I already have that. <laughs> okay. Let's hear about games. Okay, listen. There's this motherfucker named Sam. What a motherfucker. Okay. Boy, boy Sam, Sam or Girl Sam? <laughs> this guy, boy, this is Boy Sam. Boy Sam. Now, boy Sam, don't play an eight. you know, we we met him as Don't Play an Eight, which we misunderstood his thing, yep. but ours was better. It was. <laughs> and then he became the McMeeples. Yep. And now our our young Sam is is growing up. He's growing up into a to a board game designer slash publisher thing. Fuck. Okay, he's it. Yeah. How? Ryan's and even in tears over this. Sam He's so proud of, so him. proud of you, Sam. I'm so proud. This Sam kid. He's a kid. He is a kid. He's a fucking He's a kid. young motherfucker. Yeah. Is he in his twos? These fuck yeah, he's in his twos. I think he's he is in looks, his twos. He looks like he's in his twos. I think he's in his twos. <laughs> his late twos, twos, I suppose. Yeah, late twos probably. What was I talking about? I don't know. Sam. Okay. Oh. So I don't know how many Girl episodes Sam? ago that Ryan talked about this game. Um so I'm gonna talk about the game Five Ever, to ten Everstone. Ish. Yeah, maybe. 20. Who knows? It yeah. could be like, I feel like it could be a hundred. Could be hundreds ago. episodes ago. So uh-huh. Ryan 200. talked about a game Everstone, <laughs> which again, designed by Sam McMeeple, McMeeple publishing and uh Kickstarter is actually going to hit on Tuesday Wait, is morning. Is it McDavid publishing? McDavid. 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 Or is it McMeeple? It's McDavid. I thought it was McMeeple publishing. Oh, oh shit. I think it's McDavid. I think it is Maybe too. it's McDavid. Let's go I with think that. It Two is. out of three. Okay. Yeah, but we're looking at we right. were wrong about the way you pronounced it last time. You were right. I think I can like picture. Uh, it says McDavid Publishing. Okay, McDavid okay. Publishing. Yes. So the M, I guess the MP threw me off. Anyway, yeah, no, okay. I, I would have thought McMeeple so, as well. It's McDavid. So Sam has been working on this game for I don't know what do you think two years, if that. Lucky really? motherfucker. Okay, that's he's not lucky. He's not probably lucky. like two and a half weeks. Oh, okay, damn. He's been working on this for about a, yeah. He's been <laughs> working on this afternoon. for a month and a half. Yeah. Okay, and um, just whip something together. <laughs> I remember playing this game with him on TTS probably like like really early. I yeah. think in yeah. in the whole design process. And I told him, I was like, this is fun. You got something here. And then I was lucky enough, he sent me um, one of his prototypes. Actually, I think it bounced around a few times, and now it's with me because it's going to go to uh, Nerdfests mm. in April. Hell yeah. So um, I was able to get, like, the physical copy and sort of see all these massive changes that have kind of happened. So I think what we're going to do with this game is I'm going to talk about the game a little bit, tell you what I feel like. The two of you have also played this game. Yes. Ryan's played it multiple times. Multiple times. 
very familiar with the game and sort of like a preview for the Kickstarter, which is on Tuesday. Tuesday. So if you feel like going February out and... February 13th. Yeah, maybe just do it like that. February 13th. And February 13th. Tuesday. Yeah. No <laughs> <one else. laughs> so, February 13th, 2024. Yeah, 2024. Yes. <laughs> February 13th, 2024. Everstone hits Kickstarter. Okay. Um, you are the role. Did you know this about the... Do you know the, the theme? I sure do. Okay, good. Natalie, do you? Listen. Nope. Okay. <laughs> you are the role of, you take the role of like a first pathfinder to arrive in some undeveloped land. Okay. It's kind of what you're doing. So the, the, you know, if you're playing four people, the four of you all show up at the same time. Mm -hmm. And what you do uh, is you travel around the area, you make influence, you trade with pioneers, you harvest land, you repair relics all to gain reputation. And this game is a race to 10 points, which is reputation. Think um, Dune or Alien Frontiers. What other games do that? Those are the two that always come Scythe? to my head. I think does Scythe do that? Scythe does that, but you're With like getting stars, rid of right? your stars. Is it so the stars? I guess it's the same kind of thing. You're trying yeah. to hit those global thing. Speaking <clears> of <throat> Scythe, um, there are four actions that you can take in this game. Everyone gets their own individual player board. The main board in the middle of the table has um, like worker placement spots, the equivalent of that, and then all, kind of the tracks that you want to go up on. Um, there are four, only four actions in the game, and on your turn, you must move and take a different action than the one you just took. All the actions are basically like the ones I just kind of said above there. Travel around and take actions. Mm -hmm. Try to repair relics. Mm -hmm. Try to find you finding relics and cards. Um, and then, what's the other one? One, two, three. You um, said explore. Explore. Uh, barter. Barter. Barter's mm -hmm. get, like getting the, getting the stuff. Yep. So you move it and you take the action. And depending on um, what your action that you took is you get like all these kind of bonus actions depending on the cards that you've built or the relics that you've developed or the caravan expansions, all this kind of stuff. Um, there's a lot of like engine building to it. It has some worker placement and you're taking turns back and forth, picking one of those four actions until someone reaches 10 points. Um, that's, that's like the game. And I, what I really want to talk about is how I felt about the game. Yes. Um, do you want me to, do you want me to go? Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah hit it. Now listen, Sam, Sammy, time to get down to business. Samuel. Here. So Sam, we love Sam. Talk to Sam. We like Sam. And I was ready to play this game. I was also nervous to play this game for a few different reasons. Yeah. Yep. One, what if it sucked ass? What are you going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to tell Sam, listen, your game fucking sucks. We're not going to talk about it on the show. Or yeah. you sugarcoat it, right? And you go, Sam, listen, thanks for letting us play it. We're not going to talk about it on the show. You suck. Right? <laughs> like, how do you? <laughs> That's like, the sugarcoat. You know, how do you, yeah. How do you? How do you balance that, right? Right. Yeah. I think um, we'd have to be like, oh, cool. And then just like not talk about it. And then not it. Yeah. talk about Long it. Long story short. Yeah. Yeah. And luckily we don't have to do that. And that is, that's, that's <laughs> dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. Um, and he had a it ton is. of friends play it. And, you know, by the time it got to me, at least, there's, because I had a physical prototype copy, right? I mm -hmm. didn't do the TTS stuff. I didn't go through a lot of play testing. I'm, I'm playing, what do you think? 90% of the, yeah, of like the finished product yeah. of right. the game. So here's what I think. Everstone is very good. Is it great? I don't know yet, but I think it's pretty damn close. Um, and I think even based on some of the things I talked to Sam with after the game and during the game, I think it's even inching closer to that with some of the adjustments that he's already made since the prototype. Mm -hmm. I had a really good time playing this game. So setup was very quick, especially for a game that is probably shooting between that three, three plus weight range. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There is not this massive amount of like, 
here's 38 tiles to do this with, here's 15 resources to put here, here, and here. That setup was a absolute breeze. The teach was fast. Devin had very little questions during the game and throughout the game, um, which just made the flow feel really good. Um, speaking of that, I loved the like back and forth play. There is no like rounds. There is no reset. It is just I take a turn, Devin takes a turn. Over and over and over till the end. And you just go back and forth and back and forth. Mm-hmm. And um, some turns are really quick, right? Boom, I want that card. I'll take this resource. Boom, your turn's done. And then other turns, you have sort of a cascading comboing thing where you're also hitting um, some reputation and getting two or three pieces of, you know, whatever. And, you, and you're you're kind of taking longer turns, which... Yeah, you're like running your engine. Really satisfying. And that, with two players, was fine. Could it be long with four? I don't know. I haven't played with four. But that never bothered me as I was playing it. Um, the explore action, I actually really thought there was um, something unique in this, right? Where me taking a player pawn and moving it to a spot and taking an action is nothing new, right? Everyone's, everyone does that. But what I thought that Sam did great in this game is the action spaces that you can go to rotate out. So in a two-player game, there are four action spaces, I think, that you can go to right away. And then every time someone takes that action, one of the tiles goes away. And the next tile, like up in the queue, moves up. Yep. And it changes the board constantly, um, allowing for, again, a really cool, like, timing aspect during the game. Um, and I think with three and four players, it's like five and six tiles that are yep. out, and then they rotate through. Um, the fact that all these relics, so uh, the big part of the game, and I think where, where the theme is in this game, is you find these this broken shit in this land, and you're, like, fixing it. Oh, I found this thing, and I'm going to yep. fix it up. And these are called relic cards. And the relic cards, I love multi-use cards. And we always talk about how much we love multi-use cards. And Sam has put in, what, like 80-something? 80, 80 There's 75, 75, I think. Like, and they're all fucking different. They're all going to yeah. be different. And one thing I want to say before I forget is that I think, correct me if I'm wrong, we cut the shit out. Um, <laughs> I think there is a available uh, tier on the Kickstarter where you might be able to name a card. Is that still uh, a thing or not? I don't know if that's a thing anymore. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. It might be. He might put that in. The The version that I saw of the Kickstarter page did not have that. Okay. But maybe he might add that in. I'm not sure. Okay, cut this out. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, so these relic cards, be, it, them being multiple use, there were, I feel like, really great decision points once you fix these relics. Um, because, you know, I grab them sort of at, in the moment where I'm like, okay, that looks cool for the engine building part. But in a moment when you fix it and you go, man, the fixing power to discard it is mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. But I want to build my engine, right? Do yep. I want to build it for later turns or do I want the cool thing right now? That was really fun and unique and felt different on every fucking card, which I had to read all the cards, which took an extra two seconds, but was awesome. I'd rather have that than have some rotating 10 different cards that are yep. there where mm-hmm. I know. So there was also this, um, this mechanism in the game where you could roll and... If you happen to roll and manipulate the dice to match the top relic card, you got it, which was, like, kind of fun. That was awesome. Right? You, always, you like, always wanted to do that. You always that. just yeah. want to do it. Even if you need the resources, you're like, <gasps> but if I, I just do care. this one thing, I can I can just get that yeah. card. What can it be? It created yeah. a really cool, like, pressure luck almost of, like, I want to do this, but me trying to get that card might mess up my tracks, which I was going to do, but I don't care. Like, I want the fixed relic right now because it could be a game changer. And it wasn't, it never felt like I got it for free. Yeah. Right? It never felt well, like. Because you're sacrificing getting yeah. resources. Mm-hmm. And if I did, couldn't get it or didn't want to spend a ton of resources to manipulate my, my dice, 
I went up on these tracks, which was also important to do and got you stuff and got you the resources you need to do things. So it wasn't like I took an action, my role got fucked up, here's one resource because you suck, right? It was, it felt like two good decision points in the same action or two good choices um, throughout the game. So um, I also thought, again, tracks, nothing new. But what was cool about this is you got the resource or the action or whatever when you moved up or down the resource track. Yeah. Which is just like, why not do that? Right. Yeah. So cool. Because it's also not the, yes, I think the, um, the things at the top of the resource track were inherently a little better, but you didn't necessarily need them all the time. Nope. Like if I wanted a yellow one, like, oh, I can move down on that track and get the yellow resource that I need right now, which is just one yellow resource. But again, if it saves you a turn in a game that is a race to 10, it, it could matter a lot. Um, and then moving into that part, the race to 10 is always um, something that I, I think I like in games a lot. And I felt like this was, this had the right timing and right ramp, um, ramp up to the game. The, the whole like crescendo of this game felt really good, mm-hmm. right? Where you're kind of starting out slow and you're like, you know, you each take five turns and, and maybe you get yeah, you one. Have two, maybe. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. And then, <clears throat> and then shit on my, I think on my last, three to four turns, maybe just three turns. I think I got four or five reputation. And it, and watching that happen, both when Devin got four on a couple turns before me and I got- You're like, oh shit, oh, balls. this like, is getting real. Yeah, because you can sit there at the beginning and be like, let me build up my engine. And then mm-hmm. when someone creeps closer, you're like, oh fuck, okay, <clears throat> I gotta engine's got to start. We have to get, get rolling. And it created some really great intense feelings. Um, things I'm looking forward to and talking about like advancements of the game or things that you know I'd like to see- um, the board, the game board that I have is different than the version that's going to be printed and that's on the Kickstarter. I love the new, gr- more greener look of the the current board rather than the board that I have. So I'm really excited to see that. Um, I know he's updating card art. Um, a lot of the card mm-hmm. art that I had, I think, was just a, a generic picture, a stock yeah. photo to just be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited to see the individual art on all the cards because the game box is beautiful. The the new board is beautiful. The Even just the stock image on the card was cool, but I'm excited to see what happens with all of that stuff. So my thought, I am I am backing Everstone. Even if Sam sends me a copy, I'm going to back it and support him because I think this game deserves your money. He'll send you one if you back it. Um, oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's you better. True. Good call, good call. It is, it is very good. It's very smooth. It is well thought out. Um, and what a douche for doing this. And such yeah, a sh- fuck this yeah, motherfucker. Fuck him. This motherfucker. Um, I think this game will be... A hit with the people that back it. I can't say like I don't know what makes everyone else games, will fucking hate it. Yeah. Well, I don't know what makes games explode on Kickstarter, Same. right? Like yeah. you know, Queen Games is they're just gonna they're gonna pump out Steffenfeld games and make a bajillion dollars. Um, Sam's game is very very good and deserves the money, but I don't know what makes it explode. So like I want people to play this game because I think it'll hit with gamers, non gamers. Yeah. Um, I also have Devin's thoughts. Would you like to hear Devin? Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Devin, about halfway through the game, said the quote, I like this a lot more than I thought I was going to. Oh, that's <laughs> a good quote. Which is good because I think through the the initial thing, I was like, oh boy. Devin yeah. Not She's not liking this. this. Oh, and then no. it started to click and she said some things. She had some really great turns in a row, which was great. She said um, she was way more excited and she actually was excited to look at Sam's Instagram page as well as the Kickstarter preview page to check out kind of what was new. Yeah. So she was actually like scrolling through and looking wow, at it and be like, oh, cool. that's a cool thing. So see. that was cool. Okay. Um, she also said she was really happy that there was something, there was always something to do. 
Yeah. And that even though, um, like, even with that, there's so many things to do. There's, you, you didn't have too many options. In theory, every turn, you only have three choices. Yep. There's four actions, but you only can pick three. Yep. Yeah. Um, and every action felt like you needed to do them about an equal amount of time. And she acknowledged liking that, that mm-hmm. she could kind of bounce around. It didn't, didn't feel like you go here, then back, here, and then back, here, and then back. That's a good observation. Um, she liked the whole just like limited resources and that you can expand the resource space, right? Get those little barrel things. Yeah. So you can hold more resources. Um, and then she's only played Dune Imperium that has that 10-point scoring thing. So she thought that was really she kind likes of cool that mechanic. and unique. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, I think that also just makes you feel like you're always in the game. Right? Anyway, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That totally. was a lot of talking. What did you guys think of no, Everstone? Sure. Um, I need to preface <clears throat> what I'm about to say about Everstone. Uh, you're going to hear me say a lot of positive things. Mm-hmm. And it should be known that we're all friends with the designer. Yes. Jeff talked about this. Sam McDavid, feel free to take my and all of our thoughts with a grain of salt here, as some of this may sound shilly. Shilly. She's Michigan. Oh, shilly. Or a game yeah. Yeah. Shilly. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. I love, I love this game. I like to think it has nothing to do with also loving Sam. It's hard to know, though, just how much I can subconsciously separate there. But with that being said, Everstone has a lot of really fun and awesome things going for it. Most notably is the point comboing. As the game goes on, there becomes a a point, kind of like in Revive, where the reputation points come in droves, like Jeff just talked about. It's not unusual for you to get three, four, even five reputation points in one turn in the late game, which is both really fun and incredibly stressful. Because if you're not careful, your opponents may have turns like that before you have a chance to, ending the game out from under you. And so the race in this one is real, and you you feel it. You almost want it to be a surprise. Yeah. You would almost rather go two or three turns getting nothing and then get and then, four kapow. instead of like one, one, right. one, You're one. way far back on the like, track oh, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very cool. It has very good opportunities for clever play, which I yeah. love. Everything you do in this game is ancillary working towards the goal. Whenever you place influence out on the board, you're naturally getting closer to reputation points. Building cards up underneath your caravan board naturally gets you closer to those reputation points. Playing the game gets you points, which if done correctly can feel like you have little agency Uh, If it's done incorrectly, you can feel like you have little agency over your play as simply playing the game gets you points. I've dealt with this myself, designing my own game, and really it's a design hurdle to overcome, and I think this game handles that very well. Yes, you get points by just playing the game, and eventually you will score, but you can do it better than Mm -hmm. your opponents. You aren't all arriving at the points the same way or at the same time, and so it becomes more of an efficiency puzzle and focuses more on the race than just getting points for playing the game's sake. Right, You're working hard to get done what you need to get done before other players get it done first, and I thought that was a really pleasant surprise yeah, to, to this one. To that point, sorry to no, it's fine. Go ahead. jump in. is th- So up top, there's these global objectives that everyone's shooting for, and you can't... It's only a one... A first person there gets Boom, that point. You get it. So uh, Devin and my final score, we were 11 to 9. Okay. Okay? Devin got no global objectives. Wow. I got three or four of them. Wow. So she was getting right them close in, to you. in very different ways than yeah. I was getting them and was her next turn would probably get her to 10 yeah. Yeah. or 11 if it was, you know, something came up, right? So yep. it was like, she was right right there doing right. completely different things than I was doing. That's so very, great. very cool. 
Um, so this is the kind of game I really enjoy because you rarely, and Jeff mentioned this a little bit too, you rarely have a throwaway turn. Uh, because of how you're able to activate your board from top to bottom, every action has potential for multiple boons, and that always feels fun. I built up my explore action like crazy in my last game to try and get some personal quests simultaneously going with those global achievements, and the result was that whenever I took the explore action, I just got this ridiculous windfall of stuff that just felt so freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so simply taking an action in Everstone in itself is fun. Now, I mean, I how can we talk about Everstone and not talk about TJ Jacob, the artist? Yeah, okay. Ooh, yeah. Thanks for getting his name. And let me tell you, if you knew nothing else about Everstone other than the front of the box, I think you might buy it. Yeah. It's it beautiful. looks beautiful. It's gotten the treatment of one of the... It looks like it's gotten the treatment of one of the best board game artists in the business. It's reminiscent of something like Andrew Bosley to me. The color palette has a very tapestry kind of feel. It's whimsical and lush and feels alive and real and what an achievement by TJ Jacob. Yeah. Sam's uh, Is this his first artist. Like, board game? I think so. Thing? I think this wow, is his first board game job. design. It's yeah, it's Holy great. shit, it's amazing. I also want to talk for a moment about the solo game. In the game, you can choose to play against one of the four solo characters, which really just means it's a different way of what stuff they block out onto the board. But the solo play plays very much like my favorite solo Euro game, uh, Ark Nova. Basically, you take a turn, then slide a token from left to right on the solo board, which has the game do something, like purchase a card from the market that you can't now get, or move their caravan token around the board blocking you, or climb up on influence tracks, and then you go again. After you have taken five turns, the top token of that uh, track that you used moves over to the game board in some spot, blocking that space for you and moving the game to its inevitable conclusion. Essentially, you have 14 turns to get to 10 reputation before you lose. Uh, and it's difficult, but not impossible. So far, I've played it three times solo, and I've only won it once. That's good to hear. Uh, and it was on the very, very last turn that I won. Oh, damn. like the very, it was like the fourteenth turn. I was like, oh my god, can I do this? And I got to ten. Uh, so the solo game is very fun and worth looking into if you play a lot of games by yourself. Now we're not escaping things I didn't like here, just because we know you, Sam. Yeah, fuck you, Sam. So get ready to be torn <laughs> the fuck apart. Yeah. <laughs> Bend over, bitch. If there's one thing I didn't like about Everstone. Having only played it on Tabletop Simulator as my caveat, uh, maybe this is not an issue in IRL, I don't know. The main board, to me, is a little bit busy, I found. There's a lot going on visually on the main board. So certain pieces of information sort of seem to blend into that busyness. Uh, the board is beautiful. There's no denying that. Gorgeous. But it reminds me of something like uh, another game that I think is gorgeous that's also kind of busy is uh, Praga Kaput Regni. Yes. Great, beautiful board, amazing game even, but almost like that thing's so fucking. I kind of wish it was a touch less. It's busy. like a fucking Where's Waldo on it that is. thing. It is, and this crazy. isn't as bad as that, of course. Um, Can I ask you a question? What? Yeah. What color is the board on TTS? It's green. I think okay, that so I, that's probably the finished one. I think one. it's the finished one, but but I guess my point is it might look more washed out and yeah, blending say, together. I feel like I couldn't even comment screen. on that because it was on a computer screen. I have a very awesome high resolution computer screen it's about huge that? it's fucking huge yeah. I'm not it's saying on a teeny tiny laptop. I'm not saying that it, well okay but that's my caveat there and also it is also a nitpick because I, I don't want to sound like a shilly Michiana board gamery I want yeah. to sound like you know this is an actual thing I felt you know and I want I want that to be out there okay um, <laughs> okay I can't comment in the components of the game one way or the other as simply put I don't have it yet even Jeff I think has the prototype so there's nothing final about the components right. that you have. So yeah. it's, we can't really talk All about that. I can say about the art and the gameplay, really. But again, what I want to say is I mean, take my the, thoughts. You should make the boards dual layered, but. 
Uh, the board should fucking be I mean, layered. If you, sh- well, if if you, you can, can, why aren't you? Maybe you can. Uh, again, my take my thoughts with a grain of salt. Uh, as Sam is a really, really good friend of ours. Um, hell, I'm the voiceover on the Kickstarter video for yeah, Crying I was gonna Out Loud. Are you going to mention that? I've done a you lot of work hear a familiar helping Sam, and I'm going to be helping edit the rulebook here pretty soon, and, and I'm heavily testing the solo mode for him. So it'd be ridiculous to say that I'm not biased here, but I truly enjoy Everstone. I was incredibly, like Jeff said, annoyingly impressed when I first played it with Sam months ago. I remember telling you guys how good it was then, and I'm genuinely excited and really, really fucking proud of him. Me too. For designing And it is, it's so, so there is another podcast that seemed like, man, they're talking a lot about games that are their sponsors. Yeah. Stuff like that, and you're like, do they actually like the games that are sponsors? We would not fucking talk about this if we didn't like it. Or... this conversation would be very different, and I think you could hear the difference. Yeah, hopefully um, you're not hearing. Hopefully, what we're saying so far doesn't sound disingenuous because yeah. it's it's not meant. It's not. I really enjoyed myself. I think this game stands head and shoulders with other games in its weight class, which, as Jeff mentioned, it's probably hovers around three, three, three plus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I, I kind of think it's like it's some like Arnaki kind of weight. Yeah. Right. Um, I really enjoyed myself. Natalie, what did you think of your play? Uh, of Sam, well done. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear my yeah, thoughts. No, yeah. I, I want to was... take this digital game outside and stomp on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did want to stomp on TTS, but that was the game's fault. Every time. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while since I played on TTS, and I was kind of like, it'll be fine. And I was like, oh, it's yeah. not fine. Did you feel like a complete <sighs> spaz? Like, were you just yes. like, I can't even flip a fucking card over in that thing? No, I without feel like I'm like someone, a total moron. Uh, do I hit the F and click, or do I have to? Do I bring it to? How do I? I want to like look at the board and then look cards? at my player board, and it's like a whole effort. And I'm like, God. Damn. I have thought about <laughs> making a video on like here's the basics of tabletop simulator because I feel like what if unless you have someone teach it to you you're going into it and you're like I don't what the, well, the fuck? thing is I know how to what do use I do it. it's just annoying as fuck yeah you feel like yeah. an old lady but again Ryan has a giant like basically like his monitor is like the size of a television mine is like six inch uh, by twelve inch all size, and it's teeny tiny and so <laughs> like. And I hate, it's perfect. It's I perfect. hate not being perfect. able to see everything I need to see in one shot. I have, I yeah. hate like having to, to move, move around. Oh, Natalie, uh, this is what I like to hear. Thank you for and, hating. Yeah, her. she does. Or like a lot she of times, like I'm like, either. I'm like, if I'm discarding something, I just like throw it on the table and like Ryan, take care of that because yeah. I'm like, I don't yes, even. Dear. Yes, dear. <laughs> Anyways, yes, dear. back to the actual game though. That's a TTS problem. Um, I, I really enjoyed this game. I th- almost feel like. I mean, he obviously didn't, but I feel like he made it like for us with all the Aww. stuff we like. You I know. know what I mean. I agree with it's that. It's like the weight we love, that very medium weight. Yep. It's not too long. It's like a great length. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. It's got it's that perfect. perfect length. Visually, it looks great. <laughs> um, and it's then got a can't stop mechanism. It's Natalie's got that favorite thing game. Where it's like yeah. it's like like the act, like you said, really on your turn. Like there's four actions, but you're only deciding about like which of th- one of three good yes sorry one of three to take because you obviously can't take the one that you previously took because your guy's already there you know so like in that it's simple but then whatever action you decide to take it's you know it's a bit there's a lot of decisions to make even just with that one action you know like if you're going to explore you're like here's a variety of different things you can do or even if you're going to repair a card or a relic 
There's also a variety of things yeah, you have you to decide. You always want to be like, I want to wait to repair until my board is full and I have yeah. resources available. But that never happens. You're always like, I'm one short. And it's like, I should fucking repair so I can get my engine going. Yeah, because then right. your engine's a turn behind. But you always feel like, fuck, I only repaired one card this turn. Yeah. Like, shit, if I would have just waited another, maybe I could have repaired two more. And yeah. oh, that, right. I love those decisions. Yeah, so like that part is like super fun. And then... You know, you guys kind of touched on this, but my favorite part of the whole game is um, it reminded me, it gave me like in Istanbul feels, which everyone knows is one of my favorite games of all time. And, you know, it's not like Istanbul, but it has some things that feel like Istanbul. To Can me. you expand on that? Yeah. So like in Istanbul, you know, to win the game, you're trying to collect a certain amount of gems yeah. or like, you know, once somebody collects a certain amount of gems, the game's over. And then whoever has the most at the end wins. And, and while doing that, you're, there's like a ton of different ways you can collect gems. And so like in this game, it's kind of like that, but instead of gems, you're just going, getting to 10 yeah, reputation sure. or whatever it's yep, called. Reputation. And, um, and then there's tons of different ways to get that reputation. So not everybody's doing the same thing. You're not necessarily getting each other's way because you're all taking the same path. There's like so many different paths to get these reputation, just like Istanbul, um, and then it also has like a similar ramp up like they do, like Istanbul does, you know, where you're kind of like starting off slow and then suddenly at the end, everyone's like close to each other and they're like, who's yeah. going to get there first? Get and then everybody's one. like yeah. kind of close. And so like, while the actual gameplay is not like Istanbul, the feels I get and my favorite parts of Istanbul, it has all of that. And that just made me like really like this game a lot. Um yeah, that's basically, that's my thoughts. You just fucking love the thing. Yeah, I thought it it's was so really good. good. And so yeah. even like after so we played summary. it, I, I, like you said, I was like kind of like, oh, I hope I like it. I don't want to have to like, you know, not right, have much to say about yeah, it. it. I'm not, I wouldn't ever lie, but I think it'd be obvious. I think I'd kind of just be like, oh, yeah, well, this was good. You know what I mean? But, um, but after we played it, I told Ryan, I was like, I can seriously see us playing this all the time like oh yeah being like a game we were like oh let's play this because be TV show. so many things you know <laughs> yeah it would be um and it, it yeah that's it <laughs> yeah so in summary great game fuck you sam fuck you sam what the fuck man go back everstone discovering ignis coming out to kickstarter february 13th tuesday 2024, 2024. <laughs> 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 yeah um well done yeah, good job. Well done. Very impressive. Samantha McDavid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so we've teased a bit that we're going to start a look back series about games we've talked about before on the show. And today we're actually going to implement the idea, mostly because this particular game has seen a huge resurgence from Natalie and me over the past several months and has really exploded all over our faces and into <laughs> our collective top 10. Jeff, do you see it on the board there? Oh. Yeah, it it's is. I see it. There it's it is. <laughs> it's on there somewhere. What got booted? I think Pulsar. Pulsar. Because we, we haven't played, yeah, yeah, we we haven't played it in a while. Yep. Okay. So designed by Christian and Daniela Store and winner of the Spiel des Jahres in 2020, the game I'm talking about, of course, is Pictures. If you don't know anything about Pictures, what am I, Google? Do your own fucking research. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's how we did our reviews from now on. Yeah. So after you go on to BGG to get a full description of what the game's about and how to play, also go find the comment yeah. I left on BGG telling you my vague opinion. We'll wait. Jeff, next... Uh, we'll you're wait. The, what do you, you play? Any <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more games? So, okay, Pictures is a party-ish game. 
that plays three to five people, six with an expansion, where there is a four by four grid in the center of the table of cards and different photographs on them. Okay, the photos are made up of anything from a shot in nature of a hummingbird to a jet ski zipping around the water to a close up shot of an apple core. Okay, each player then gets secretly assigned one of these pictures and takes an object that they're going to use to abstractly create that picture. The objects are anything from uh, actual sticks and stones to wooden blocks to cards with drawings <laughs> on them to shoelaces to these colored cubes. Okay. The goal is for you to recreate the image of the card that you got using your object and you're trying to get everyone else to guess it correctly. It applies sort of a Dixit level of scoring where you get the number of points as the people who guessed yours correctly and you get a single point if you guess someone else's correctly. After each round, you simply pass your object that you had to the player on your left and you continue on to the next round getting a new secret card uh, each time after each player has had a chance to recreate a picture with every object the game ends and whoever has the most points wins there are three expansions that exist for pictures that both add more cards as well as more objects which is such a great fucking thing the game is very expandable due to that the orange expansion adds clothes pins and felt and bake light tiles on a board mm -hmm. the Christmas expansion adds actual 3d Christmassy objects that you put in a bag and then you feel them to get the card it's what? crazy yes yeah, it's crazy oh, yeah. you, put, you have yeah, like stop. a pile so i put of stuff things. in a satchel yep yep so i would like what are the stuff so the stuff could like be like ornament? like a, like Some... one of them yeah like a christmas ornament or one of them is like a um like a well what's it called a a, a cotton ball oh yeah so right? i so if i have that thing i would throw a cotton ball and a christmas ornament in there and then i would i would hand you the bag and, and maybe you, i'm like oh there's a tree and there's a cloud on the card and maybe I interpret that right. to you be. Can't right. look so at you it. feel you the sack. To pass it around, and everyone yep. can put we their hand in it. We all pass it around and it. feel it, and then we have to, and then guess based on that. Based on our finger pads. We, we at first we were like, "That's fucking hard." Yeah, we were and like, "No, is. this is stupid." But then it was like, "Oh my god, I actually some, I get what yeah, you're saying." Sometimes you get it, some, but sometimes yep. it's really hard. Uh, so it's got those three objects. It also has tokens shaped like Christmassy things that you arrange on a board, like gingerbread men. It looks and stuff like, like a um, Christmas table, yeah, plate. Yeah, and then you, you and then you put the the tokens on that, and then the yeah. USA expansion adds transparent cards with designs on them that you'll stack up to recreate the image, and then it's got dice that you roll that have symbols on them. You roll them Yahtzee style, and then uh, you get what you you roll to get what you like, you know, for the picture, and then you just put them on this board, and you know, you kind of almost see like uh, Rory Story Cubes pictures on okay. them, and then you look at those. Um, all of this adds variety into the game that really ramps up the replayability because with the base game, you're beholden to the same five objects each play, but with six more objects already released in the expansions, you can mix and match now and breathe new life into this game each time. So let's talk about why this game has been such a colossal hit in our house. It really rides that sweet spot for me in a lot of ways. Number one, it hits the sweet spot of party game feel, but with less players making it a more intimate kind of party style game which i like mm -hmm. there's a few games that that feel like party games even though they only play five or six right like we talk about like so clover because of this it's a very easy game to hit the table with a myriad of different groups yes you don't need a huge number of players to get this to the table and um it leads to this leads into my second point which is it hits that sweet spot where it's just as good with the adult friends as it is with the family this is our go-to game to play with the kids right now we all love it equally and always want to play it when we think of playing a game together, but it works just as well. And I want to play it just as often with my adult friends. The concept is so very simple. Just make the picture with the stuff you have and try to figure out what picture everyone else made. The window of creative space is large and satisfying, but it's not so large that a kid can't participate 
and do it as well. There's a cap because of the stuff you have. You can only get so creative with the colored cubes and the shoelaces, for example, to compare it to a game like Codenames, where you can say anything. The creativity there is a bit more open and difficult because of that. You're constrained by the words you have, but at times you can feel locked up and like it's impossible to think of anything good to string these words together. And a kid is rarely going to get that three word clue that feels really cool in code names, right? But in pictures, you have one card you must create with this one object. And so you get to work in that space and that space only with what you have. And that is universally simple to grasp for seven-year-olds and up, right? And somehow it's equally fun. I don't look forward to playing this more with adults than I do with the family. It's just fun to play no matter who with. Uh, number three, my third point is it hits that sweet spot of creativity for me. My favorite thing in games is to be creative and find ways to be creative to do things. And pictures really scratches that itch for me. I mean, if you just get handed sticks and stones and you have to somehow recreate a scene of a statue of a crab in a park, <laughs> the moment I see that, the gears start turning in my head and I try to figure out the most creative way to do this. What do I focus on? One rock maybe is the body of the crab. Okay, then I maybe one of the stick juts off and that's his one of his claws and maybe I set the sticks up behind the rocks as the trees of the park and it's just that decision space that I really love immersing myself in. I also love, after I'm done, going and looking and trying to decipher and get into the head of all the other players to see how what they built translates to a card. It's always fun to do that and then you get to do the best part of the game which is the reveal which is just a great dopamine hit as you get to hear what everyone guessed your card was. You feel a real sense of accomplishment and validation when everyone guesses yours correctly and you get offended and arrogant when they guess it wrong, going overboard, explaining what it was <laughs> for that you were going for, only for them to look at you and shrug and be like, I don't know, didn't see it, bro. It's also really fun to get what someone else was going for when nobody else was able to. You feel like a super sleuth that rivals Sherlock's homes and it just makes you feel smart and connects you with that player. And it's just so much fun. And so my fourth and final point is it hits the sweet spot of a game that's not really like other games out there. And so it's a perfect game to play with a non or a gamer who needs something to cleanse the palate. This game doesn't do something that a bunch of other games do. There are other games like it, yes, but this one is, um, I can't think of many other games where you have just like a bundle of, of junk that you find and then you're creating a picture with that junk. There's not many games out there like that. And every single person who's played games or not played games understands that concept by just looking at the stuff. You don't really have to explain much to them. Here's a card. Your card is a tree. Make that tree with these shoelaces. Yeah. That's Other your, than yeah, yeah. second grade art class. Yeah, right? that's all <laughs> you need. Exactly. So what is it that has caused this game to erect itself in the waistband of our collection and set itself apart? Well, we first got it back that's when like it when came out. you put it up I in know. the waistband. Okay. I know. Thanks. It just feels really good. Yeah. <laughs> It feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was like so it didn't poke My out. favorite thing on earth is when I make like a sexual joke and then Jeff translate it to Natalie for Natalie. That's my that might be my favorite thing that happens. Well, yeah, it right. hides it, but it also feels good. That's it feels fucking great, but it does hide it. You're right. It does hide it so it doesn't poke like, right out. But, it's a little bit, a little bit yes, something. Definitely. But I would argue we love this game lately. We oh, liked it when it came out. But I think for some reason lately, we love it. And I think the main draw is how much the entire family loves it. Natalie and I have always really enjoyed the game. But now that we've played it with the kids so much, it's gotten so much more play and attention and everyone's good at it. And it's just made us want to play and get that high with everyone else. We played it at NerdFest with two different groups of adults and both plays were some of the best times ever, ever of the game. And nons. Yeah. And two, yeah. Yeah, the first play was with two adult nons. Yeah. One of those <laughs> who said, wow, about the mm -hmm. podcast. It's a great, <laughs> it's, gr it's a great game. Uh, it, it, it's a game that's hard to dislike. 
If creativity games aren't your thing or party-ish games don't really do it for you or games where the points don't really matter or you just don't enjoy playing with toys because that's basically what this game is, it's playing with toys and making a picture out of it. Something that appeals to the child in most people. But if you're a dried up old hag and don't like that sort of thing, then this game isn't for you. And for everyone else, there's pictures. Natalie, what do you think of pictures? I don't really have too much to expand on there. (laughs) You kind of said it all. Sorry. I put a lot of work into this. This is our first look back yeah, game. I mean, because I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, I would just repeat everything you said, but you are right though. We have been obsessed with this. I've always loved this game, but you know, I'm thrilled that we're playing it a ton lately and I don't want to stop. Like I would just rack it every single time. Like I'm not getting sick of it at all. No. I just want to play it over and over and over again. I find it so fun and satisfying to, like you said, just to get creative and like create these pictures. Like, okay, now I got this picture and I got this to work with. Like, what can I do? And, and I get like, sometimes I'm like, sorry guys. Like I feel like I failed. But then a lot of times I'm like, I'm so proud of this. Yeah, but like, isn't it even more fun when you say, sorry, I don't know what I did. And then we get it. Yeah. That's uh, happened to me a lot. it equally annoying the other way? We're like, nailed it. And everyone gets up and picks the other oh, one. That's, like, that's annoying. The worst that's feeling. the most yeah. annoying. Yeah. That when, is the worst <laughs> feeling. Oh. Uh, but part of the game. Yeah. yeah it, right. happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens every single time. Right. All, that stuff yeah. Always inevitably it's going to happen. And But it's again, it's like, it's no big deal. There's technically points. And if you care about points, there's some points. And if you True. don't care about them, then they don't really matter. You know what I mean? Um, it's just bit. fun to play. That's it's, another good point. You can play it kind of either way. You can kind of play it more. Like if you care about I guess competitive is not winning, the right word, but you then, can play Yeah, there's it. definitely going to be a winner yeah. or something. But like yeah. also like we with Probably the kids, we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah. tra- keep track of points, but we, we don't make a big deal out of the points yeah, at the end. Right. We're like, oh, I got this. But we're like, who cares? You know, kind of thing. Because that was just really fun. Um, with the kids... It's funny because we've introduced this to them maybe like over a year ago or so, and it didn't really uh, work out. They great sucked at first. They were so bad. It was the perspective could, could situation. It have, yes. Could it have been three years ago? Yeah, maybe our first play. Uh, maybe not know. three. Maybe okay. two. I'm but just, it could have been it because was, I'd say one or two ages years where ago. even a, like a year. Would it make does seem like yeah. forever. Well, we but yeah, like this game came some, out a lot longer. We than made I some think. tweaks. Twenty nineteen. I think. Yeah, yeah, they are older. We we made a point now when we play with them to seat all three of them facing the cards. Yes, the, the right oh, way like the right up. Their perspective was—it was so hard for them to get that. Yeah. They're great at it now. Yeah, all of them. All three of them are really yeah. good they at. They have it. to sit in each other's laps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Well, they have to sit <laughs> in a row, you know, in front yeah. of the cards, and then Ryan and I will sit like on the sides or behind the. Cards. I wouldn't even say perspective is their problem. What their problem is is displaying their creation to us in a way that we understand what they're. Yeah. What they're like, what side right, like, is it this is. the bottom? And they're like, yes. Yeah. And then we find out it's like, not. It and we're side. like, no, you're not. It's like, no, you don't get what yeah. we mean. So yeah. that solved that problem. But also they're just better at it. You know, like, like, um, one of the kids is like, I mean, one of them's young. So, you know, she sometimes doesn't quite, but a lot of times she really surprises you. I know. Scarlet's but that's really what I mean though. It. It's almost like we've played enough now with them where you kind of get how they play it. And yeah. so you kind of like, can make your guess based on that. I mean, there's a lot of times we still don't get brain cells are but still like, growing. You know, yeah. us adults are, <laughs> yeah, but then ours like, are dying, cornered. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I love that we can play with them because they love playing games with us and we are just obsessed with this game. I, and then I love playing with literally anyone else. Like every single group we've ever played this with has been great. It's a hit. And also, um, 
all the new stuff is awesome. Like we love all of it. And like you said, it makes it even more fun when every time we pull it out, you know, we can pick five things and we have a a lot more to pick from. And so they're not always the same or like we can even do a thing now where like if, we know when we play with the family, there's five of us. So we We kind of like draft. Yeah. We'll each pick a thing that we want to be in the game. And then we play with those things. And, and there's none of them that we were like, and nobody picks the shoelaces. How, who would it (laughs) guess? Sometimes Scarlett will. Yeah. Okay. I don't really mind. I don't really mind. Yes, you do. Well, the shoelaces you can get more flexible with. (laughs) Literally. Except when you put it down and the one like shoots out of the side. Yeah. Okay. It was supposed to be a mountain, but it looks like a shoe. So I don't really know. (laughs) Yeah. Everything's a shoe with the shoelaces. But I mean, yes, this game is, oh, I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> you kind of like, I kind of <laughs> lost my momentum yeah. there. Well, I'm going to take it away. <laughs> Jeff, do you have any thoughts about pictures? Yeah, you so pictures. I, I have not. So I, I'm interested with, because you guys have, you. we played the shit out of that game right when it came out. Yeah. Right? Both got it. We played it probably 10 to 15 yeah, times. Like right away. And then, yep. and then it went, it disappeared. It did. We didn't play it for um, a long time. We once in a while we would, right? But, but it, yeah. it, did, it wasn't a con- and it has it has not come back to the table for me like it has yeah. for the two of you. And that might be, you know, who I'm playing games with. You know, for sure. I think it's yeah. the family with us that yeah. really and helped that it helps. come back. Devin and I aren't going to sit down and play that no. ever. That's ridiculous. The two of us It's a terrible game of two. <laughs> yeah, I don't and, think it's good at two. Um, yeah, it's probably not the, the right night, fit for your game night you know, group. Yeah, like maybe at the end, but I just for some reason it hasn't been in the front of my brain to like grab and play. Yeah. Um, but say like but, Chad came came into town. Yeah, or, or you, that could be a game you. I want to say the last time I played it was with probably him. with um, our friends Corey and Stephanie who yeah. came over probably a year ago. Okay. Um, and we had I have the orange expansion. I don't have the other two. Um, but I do know the game is just it's it's fun. It's unique. It's unlike anything I've ever played, which mm-hmm. is why it will always stay in my collection because like. Here, grab these twig and berries and fucking try to <laughs> yeah, try you know, to make this thing, make a sunset. Good luck, yeah. idiot. And then and it's hilarious and it's <laughs> yes, fun. Right. And all of those scenarios, whether they get it when you don't think they get it, or they don't get it when you wanted them to, or yes. they should have, is all just Love part that. of that fun and it is. and hilarity. Um, I would say maybe a slight turnoff. Uh, something that bothered me, I think, when I got the orange expansion, is I think it was like thirty dollars. Yeah, I don't remember how much the expansion. And I'm were. like. There's a clothespin and felt in that freaking box, yeah, and I'm and paying a more thirty dollars. Right. And the, you know, the game itself, at least I can justify when I get the game. It has like a rule book, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's forty dollars or thirty five, and then I'm paying thirty five for again twig and berries or yeah. for a satchel of whatever. Which yeah. is, that could be annoying. So you're looking at to get everything. You're over a hundred bucks. You're probably at a hundred and something. Yeah. Um, they, they've come down. I have check. It seems like the other two are twenty five and twenty for the the USA and the, and the Christmas expansion, the Christmas one. So that's 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 cool. Or yeah. just don't get them. You know, try. I'd to say get if you didn't get one and don't get the Christmas one. Yeah, I think if you're not going to get one, the Christmas one's probably the one that you could you could pass you could, on and be fine. Sure. Yeah. The Excuse orange expansion's limiting. great and the, the USA, USA expansion's USA is great. Yeah. yeah. I was. I just remember being like. Oh, yeah, that's dings. Mm, that's this, is a, this is a very light game for yeah, a little. So it took me four seconds. For to me, buy we love it so much now <laughs> that I will sight unseen right. by everything that comes off. We even right. we even bought Jeff. They make these they make these cards that are they're big. They're like they're like sixty percent bigger than the oh, normal okay. cards or thirty percent. Are bigger they different than pictures cards. as well? No, it's, the, it's unfortunately they're the okay. same as the base game pictures. Yeah. Do the expansions come with more pictures? Yes, they come okay. with a whole new deck. Yeah. Okay, that's that's another thing that necessary. makes it so different every time. They're double sided cards with tons of different pictures. There's so many different pictures yeah. now that we have. And I think I, I think the first playthrough, right, the first year and a half of playing it, you know, forty times, 
I feel like I saw every yeah, picture. You feel like you see every mm. picture. Um, I so agree. So it's good that there's more. There's yeah. tons more. There's yeah. even pictures with the Christmas one. There's Christmassy pictures. Ooh, Christmassy yep. pictures. There's USAE pictures. USAE. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a great game. And I think that it, it would fit perfectly into a lot of collections. Yeah. Um, Agreed. For lots of different scenarios. And you might not play it 30 times a year, but the maybe two times you play it at, at Christmassy yeah. um, or at some random holiday, I think it would be a hit with almost anybody. Totally. True. I just want to say when we played with the 60% bigger cards, we like laid them out and we were like, I don't, we're like. These are bigger? These look normal. We were like, how is this oh. not the normal size? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's obviously like way better. Especially at our big table with five of us, it's it's better because it's like but everybody like, can see them no matter where you are. But yeah, it didn't seem, it didn't, we weren't like, it whoa, didn't seem like huge. Yeah. We were like, wait, are these, are, until these the we went ones? back to the small ones, we're like, oh yeah, those yeah, are Yeah, those small. are very small. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Jeff, what else have you been playing, dude? We have been playing something we we the the collective the three of we the three of we have been playing a we. <laughs> um, speaking of, I need to talk about the switch for a go. Now oh, we um, forgot to I hand know. it to you last time. So, we'll get to you this time. Um, the, I I don't know why I did this. Okay, so I went to R, well I go to RIW all the time. But anyway, <laughs> at RIW I saw this game. This game is called Race Race to the Raft. Race to the Raft. Okay. And for some reason I bought it. Just spoke to yeah, you. I went to ask you about that. I have no what, fucking what idea. What drew you to it? I don't I know. I may have been drunk. I don't I don't really know. <laughs> you had that I need you had yeah, acquisition disorder. I was like, okay, it's right there. It's looking at me. And the so it's from the City of Games. It is a Frank West game who is the Isle of Cats fame. Okay. Yep. And it is a we'll call it a spin-off of Yeah, it's of the same Isle universe, right? Yeah. yeah. It is nothing like the Isle of Cats other than there's cats and you're on an island. Okay. It is not a card drafting game. It's not like that, but it's in the same universe with cats. And that was an immediate turnoff. Um, <laughs> but, I, but you bought it anyway. But I bought it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So it must have been $10. What I did is I flipped it over and I kind of okay. looked at the back and I saw like the words path building, tile placement, cooperative game. I'm like, okay. I like if it was tile placement, path building, competitive game, I might have stayed away from it. Because I have a lot of those. Yeah. The fact that it was cooperative, I read a few, and this is even more than I normally do for like actual games. I just fucking buy, right? I will walk in and just buy Barcelona, I'm like I'm yep. buying that. Yep. Um, yeah. I went on Board Game Geek, and a lot of people were saying that the cooperative puzzle is fun, and I was like, okay, cool, like that. This would be a game that I could sit down with Devin and we could play quickly. Um. So I bought it, Race to the Raft, and then it sat on my shelf for months. Oh, oh, you've had this for that long. Yeah, too long. I thought long. you like just bought it. I know. You think I, I, that. I thought you just like bought it <laughs> yeah. before you came yeah, over. Yeah, you think that. <laughs> and so uh, a couple days ago, I learned it and I played it solo. I was going to say solo by myself, but it's, it's kind of redundant. Um, I played it twice by myself. I played the tutorial um, missions. Okay. And in this book, there's 81 campaign scenarios. Wow, that's a lot. It's a weird number, but yeah. And, yes, and you can go online also. There's, I don't know, some QR code or some website where you can go on and I don't know if it's like user-created or whatever, right? There's endless setup to this game and sort of different challenges that you can you can do. So um, the, the, the whole theme of this game is the group is taking control of these cats. They're lost on an island, and the island is burning. Okay. And you have to try to save these cats. By playing path cards to rescue them and get them to the raft. You may say you have to race to the raft. Oh, I get oh. it. Okay, so you start by picking one of your 81 scenarios. And if you want to go in order, good for you. <laughs> um, or you can just pick them based on difficulty or based on whatever. I played the first two tutorial things. I thought those were way too easy. 
So I jumped past like campaign one into campaign two. So we were at the two pause difficulty, two out of five instead of P A W S. Yes. We um, were, uh, <laughs> we were, instead of the tutorials, which are zero out of five difficulty, Damn. we played mm-hmm. two out of five difficulty. So okay. I was like, let's go forward. Um, so the book tells you how to set up this big square or rectangle. So there's, there's a handful of tiles and you set them up how the book tells you to do that. Yep. On these, uh, on the board, there are smaller squares of one of five different terrains that match the different colors of the cats. Um, green, orangey, yellow, uh, purple, red, and some other ones. Okay, and um, that also gives you starting spots for the cats as well as where the cats need to go, which is to the raft. And then you set up these fire cards. So some of the board is on fire. You place these um, these fire cards out, and it just sets the stage for the, like the puzzle of trying to get these cats out. Um, and then on your turn, and what's kind of different about this game is the players can pick who goes. So I'm sitting to Ryan's right. It's not like it goes me, Ryan, Natalie, me, Ryan, Natalie. If Ryan thinks he has a couple good cards in a row, he can take his turns back to back. Um, or he doesn't. He's like, I think I need to wait, right? So you can kind of decide who goes, but you play around until everybody plays their three cards and you sort of draw back up to that. So you can play a card onto the board and your cards are a three by three um, grid that has one of those five scenarios on it. And when you play it to the board, it essentially changes the grid or changes the path on the board. So when you play a card, you expand the path. And what you want to do is you want to create um, a a path from a cat of a color to the the boat. So the red cat needs to go on the red path all the way to the all the way to the raft. To the red spot on the raft. To the red spot on the raft yeah, in one of ours. Not so just in, the raft. in the tutorial <laughs> ones, you can get them to the raft. Oh, okay. You get them to the raft, you win. So ours, we had to get them to a specific spot yep. on the raft. Yep. Very uh, magic mazy. Yeah, very yeah. magic maze. Yep. And um, so it, it has kind of some thematic things in the rule book of like cats are stubborn, so they always want to stay on the same thing. Even though there's a fire, they're going to try to stay on the same path, right? It's all this kind of goofy stuff. So, or instead of placing a card to change the path and to fix the board, you um, can play a card to move a cat, which moves a cat closer to the raft. And uh, in our rules, which is not the super advanced rules or super hard rules, you move a cat as far as you want to move it along the same um, color path or the same terrain. And you basically do that over and over and over again until either um, your whole uh, tiles burn down because after every card you play, you have to draw a giant polyomino tile. Which Huge. You, which you think would just be like, it's not just little L anymore. No. It's not and just it's not like a Cleveland normal Z. shape. It's all like weird. Yeah. So they're. It's like, it's like taking radiation and it's like sprouting limbs. Yeah. So they're <laughs> yeah. like, they're big tiles and you have to place them adjacent to a fire because the fire is spreading. Um, so if the fire ever traps a cat or you can't place the fire tile, you lose. And if you get to all the cats to the raft, you win and you're the wiener. Yep. You're the wiener. And then you go to the next scenario. I love being want. the wiener. Yeah. The wiener. <laughs> and then you go to this next scenario. In the waistband. <laughs> and so we played two scenarios right before um, the show. Yeah. So yes. I'll kick it over to you. What did you think of? Should we go to Natalie first? Sure. Natalie, what did you think oh, of Race to the Raft? Well. We go counterclockwise. Counterclockwise was the show. <laughs> uh, I really liked this game. I I can see us going through all the scenarios. All 81? Or maybe not all of them, but like I can see us like... 81 I mean, and then the, some? Each game is so quick i could just see us like racking in like doing another one doing another one doing another one and it also was like i don't know i really like that it was a cooperative puzzle um and that we like work together and that it gets more challenging 
you know, there's more challenging scenarios or the thing there, it adds more things to like mix it up. And yeah. Make that's it more really challenging. Cool. It gave me, it reminded me a little bit of don't be mad at me. It reminded you of don't be mad at me. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'll try. Cause yeah. you're like, that was what I thought. It reminded me of the crew and decorum in yeah, the way the that crew. it's, co- it's cooperative. Um, but it also, there's like tons of different like scenarios that you play over and over again. Um, that kind of like ramp up yeah. Um, like the crew or like even in decorum, it does that too. But also in decorum, um, you can like share limited information when you're like trying to discuss what to do. You can only like in this game, you can only be like, I can do something that's good for the yellow path, you know, or I don't have good cards for this, but you can't like be like super specific. It felt like the game in right. that way. Yeah, good, good you point. Know I, mean? I didn't yeah. say that. I can yeah. play here. That right. removes some and like of the decorum, alpha. You can be like, I like this. I don't like this yeah, kind right. of thing. You know, like right. you, yeah. you could talk, but you couldn't just share everything. Right. But you still had to like work together and um, truth paste. And I mean, yeah, it was kind of like on the lighter side, but like still, I mean, we, again, maybe it's a lot harder when you get to the way more challenging oh. ones. But um, <laughs> I like the quickness. I like the cooperativeness, the puzzle. Um and the couple scenarios we played, it felt like the perfect amount of challenging where like if you took one or two more turns longer, we'd be like taken over by fire. Yeah. You know, so it felt like, you know, a little bit of tenseness, like we better get there. And you had to make like certain decisions like, like, okay, we need to make space for the fire to put fire spots that we're inevitably going to get. So move these cats first. So there's, we don't need that area over there and you can place fire there and, you know, get the cats out of the way. So it doesn't, we don't get like screwed over kind of thing. And. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I did not expect to like it that much. And so I was pleasantly surprised. I am no longer pleasantly surprised by these because I have resigned myself to the fact that whatever Jeff brings over before the show is going to be fun. Uh-oh. Well, I debated it on Isle of Cats, which I was kind of like, I eh. know it started in the negative. No, I, that's, yeah, that's I do agree. I, that. I do agree Jeff when you said that. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah, but typically, typically we like to know a little bit about the game we're going to play. Yeah. You know, we like to redo our own research, but the, when we play games for the show, it's just like, Jeff's like, Hey, I got something I want to play. Let's play it. And we're like, okay. And I have, I have changed my my tune on it. Used to be like, okay, let's see what we got. And then all it, uh, game after game, I'm like, I liked that. Mm-hmm. Now it's to the point where I'm like, why am I acting fuddy duddy ish? Now it's just like, oh, keep cool. doing, it. keep the expectations <laughs> yeah. low. I don't want to yeah, raise it. Then you'll so always be pleasantly. Surprised. This game gave me reminiscence of a lot of stuff. One of them that Natalie hit on was the crew, and I think that's a really good comparison that mm-hmm. Natalie said the, the crew because um, it has that feel of it's. It, it it could get samey, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The game is not, there's not a lot to it. Right. So if it didn't have different ways to switch it up, like the scenarios do, like we even just played one in our second play where now you have to get this one cat there in order. Right. Like, okay, even just that is enough. Because if it was just scenario, every scenario was just a harder puzzle to manipulate around, I would get bored. Right. Yeah. But it's not just that. It adds, Jeff explained a litany of other things that, that it, it adds to change it up. The core of the game is the same game, like the crew. The yeah. core of the game and the crew is the same. But the crew changes it up every mission with a completely different way that you have to achieve your goal. Yes. And this game has that too. And I think that it would stop it from getting samey because of that exact thing. Because I was worried about that initially. It reminded me also of this game called Dulce. Do you remember Dolce? Yes, I do. It had if you if you guys the, are listening remember Dolce, it's got the 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 cards 
that are like square cards with a grid pattern. That's they're almost exactly the same yep. cards in this game, and you're doing the same thing. You're overlaying them in ways that are making different patterns, um, and you can kind of lay them on top of each other in different ways. And I, that was my favorite part of Dolce. I really liked that. And I was happy to see that mechanism in this game. When you were explaining it, Jeff, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. yeah I like cool. That's cool. I like that. And you're just trying to make a, a path from the one cat to the raft. And it was very simple. Um, and I think my favorite part of the game was you all... I don't know how these fucking designers know how to, they can do this. I always wonder how much playtesting it takes to get a game, to make a game feel like there's tension. That has to be the hardest fucking yeah. thing to and to get into your game. And so we played this, and Jeff was like, "Listen, guys, I played it on the tutorial mode, and it was so fucking easy. I don't so even easy. know if I was like, uh oh, what have I done here?'" Yeah. <laughs> and so when you said that to me, I was like, "Well, it sounds like that they didn't give this game enough attention. Maybe yeah. it didn't get enough time." And we played it on. You said level two. Yes. So forty percent to. 40% difficulty, basically. It's not even like halfway hard. Yeah. And <laughs> just a half there was a lot of tension very early on in this game as you're playing these Dice Manor humongoid fucking polyomino tiles onto the board. And if you play it wrong, just a couple of them, you get a couple turns back to back where you pull these like, wrong tiles. Uh-oh. Yeah, like, All oh, of a sudden, shit. like, oh, I'm fucked here. Yeah. And so, but at the same time, it felt like in both our plays that we won... But we didn't have that much time left. No. If we didn't win now, we would have possibly been fucked in the next couple of turns. Sometimes mm -hmm. maybe even the next, very next turn. I remember on our second play, we were like, oh, we got to do it in this order because I don't think we have time. Yeah. We, we had don't to have go time. into another round because we were short. Yeah, we're we, short. We we're not going to we're not gonna be able to create the path and then survive another pull from the bag of the polyamino tiles. And that really impressed me. And if this is Frank West that designed it, you said? Yes. That very much impressed me. Um, that, I think, is one of the hardest intangible things to get into a game. Is you, That's why I love so much about this game, Claustrophobia. Is every game I've played at Claustrophobia, it seems like the pinnacle moment is at the end. Mm -hmm. And that's what you want. You want it to ramp up to this conclusion that it leaves it in a dramatic fight, fashion. Thing, and right? this game had that kind of like dramatic feel to it where you're pulling tiles out of the bag and you're like, oh, my God, we we got to move these cats like we uh, every pull, every pull of a tile from the bag to me was stressful and dangerous mm. because not only are they potentially getting in your way, but they're polyamino tiles and they're not perfect polyamino tiles. So they don't fit together. The way right. that you want them to all the time, and you have to Ever. you have to fit them together in a certain way that's not going to fuck you over, right? And that's really stressful and panic-inducing. If I had a negative about this game, I think uh, my initial negative that I think is assuaged a bit was that it could potentially become samey very quickly. Yeah. But I do think that with the scenarios and, and all so the different many. stuff that Jeff told yeah. me about that's in there. I think that it won't be. I, don't th I think that it won't feel samey. And I think that it's got enough stress and to it that we were only 40% through. And I felt that stress big time. Mm -hmm. If now all of a sudden we get to 60%, you know, difficulty and it's like, uh oh, now it's like, now it's like, we're probably going to lose. Yeah. We have to play it a couple times to make sure we do it. You know, yeah. where right now I felt like we're, we're probably on 40%. Gonna win, we're probably going to win, like but it was stressful. And that's yeah. a, and that, the math checks out there. You're at a level two. That's how it should feel. Yeah. Yeah. It should feel like you're probably going to win, but it's going to be a little di a little difficult. And so I'm interested to see how it feels as it ramps, uh, mostly from a design perspective, because that impresses the shit out of me. I think if I had one negative thing to say, though, uh, I would say it is revolving around putting your hand in the bag and taking out polyamino tiles. You put your hand in that bag, you can easily feel the size of these fucking things. And yeah. if you don't just like reach in and grab... 
you can easily be like, that one's too big. I don't want to grab that one and go yeah. a little further. And, oh, now this one's only three. Yeah. And then pull that out. And I don't know how you... Big, but like, most of them, I think, are really big. Most of them are really big. No but you, single, I don't think there is anything smaller than four. Yeah, there's a four. Squares, but, but there's yeah. also like a six and a seven, right? Yeah, they get huge. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, is there a rule about about that? I don't is think so. Is it just like a spirit of the rule of the yeah, game kind of thing? Probably more I mean, of just I like, like maybe the first one you touch. Or... But yeah, yeah, maybe it's like yeah, the it's first like you reach one you and touch. you touch. It's just hard maybe because they're all smush. You don't necessarily know the shape or yeah. yeah. You hope that people I didn't don't play do that. that I couldn't but, really tell. but there was one time I dug my hand in and I reached by one and I was like, "That's fucking big," and I kept moving. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, "I'm probably not supposed to do that. I'm probably supposed to just grab the first one I touch." And it's almost like that's impossible to get around. So I didn't really love that part about it. Um, other than that. <laughs> I think I could see us owning this game. I know, this me is a, too. Natalie and I love cooperative games so yeah. much. We love cooperative puzzle games so much. This is this kind of seems like it could be a really good one to add to the collection. Yeah. yeah, I really liked it. I liked I liked the whole puzzle of the thing, and I think the puzzle was better than I thought it was going to be. And just uh, the reason I wanted to play it with the two of you because I know you like those type of cooperative mm-hmm. games that you just said: the crew, decorum, other ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this one is. It's fast. The setup is very, very quick. Yeah. Um, you just read what's in the thing, and like, yeah, we were up there and was running almost very nothing fast. Oh, yeah. to do. And then again, you can play it twice in under an hour. Oh, right. Yeah. You can play it, and if, sure. if you're probably just, you can probably play it three times in an hour. Yeah, especially yeah. if you, especially if you Definitely. lose quickly. Yeah, and you, you can know? just go. And the it, it felt tight. The what we played today versus what I played in the tutorial. I would say if even if you've never, if you. I have never played this game or ever played. I think you should easily jump into regular campaign. You probably don't even need don't to even do need the to tutorial. Do that. No, yeah. I agree with um, you. Just especially if you're a especially gamer. with people, that could be an instant turnoff. Yeah, um, it's too easy. Or like something like Dwarf Romantic. When we played that first one, I was just like, "This is you're not." Like, what is yeah, this? yeah. Start me you know, off. Start start, start off. Start me off. Start me off. Or, yeah. or, so I was not going to come over here and just play the tutorial because that would have. I think we would have been like, "Oh, that's kind of." Yeah, I don't want to play this anymore. And I also think this is a game that I will, I might just set up on my table and play it by myself randomly. Wow, that's huge. Like, yeah. You don't play solo games. No, and this one is just so fucking easy. I don't need to know, I don't need to like do other things or like flip yeah. cards or someone block, like I, I can just, I can just take a turn, right? I can go and, you know, in the 20 minutes between I put Jack to bed, Devin's getting, like, Devin's like putting Jack to bed and I go downstairs and mm-hmm. and wait for her to come down and it's 20 minutes yep. I can I play, play two games. I can yeah. play two because by myself it's just me thinking through the yeah. puzzle so do you think um, you might go through the campaign then maybe I think I might start where we left off I don't think I'm gonna go backwards do you think Devin's not gonna like this game um I think she would give it a try because it's got a little of that polyamino stuff that yeah she's not and a she fan doesn't of. love that um I even like there's like the cards that you draw from show you a little bit of information of what might be on the other side of the cards. So yeah, that's interesting. There's four different piles, and like in one pile, it shows hey, a third of the a third of the squares in this pile are going to be blue. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're going to get a blue. It just means a third of them are blue, and a third of them are yellow, and a sixth of them are this. And I like that because there was even like a decently fun decision right at the beginning to go. All right, let's split up. Let's maybe you take some of the blue cards, you take some of the yellow cards. Good point. And I yeah. like that. I like that end, decision. Cool. That it's, was a really cool decision yeah. to make. Or like one point we're like, okay, we only have blue and red left, so we all just took cards yeah. that had Screw a, those other as piles. much blue and red as you know it, we could, and then hopefully yeah. we had a good it chance to like quickly like take care of. Makes you feel like you have a little bit of agency in the cards you're drawing instead of a giant stack, and you're like, ah, we're screwed. Um, but. 
you could draw them, and then and then you could draw them and be like, nah, we're kind of screwed. And the cards, but you didn't need to play every card on the board, right? You discard maybe the ones that don't work and yep. move. So I'm excited to actually try more of the game, even if it's just by myself. Um, and I really enjoyed it with three. At me too. I thought it was great. Yeah, me too. And add in even just the like advanced rules that kind of if it seems like it's still getting easy, or because it's just me, is that is it easier to work out because I have all the information in my hand that I can see what I'm doing mm-hmm. versus Ryan saying he has a good yellow card and he plays a yellow card, but I'm like I, I had a little better yellow card. Like I didn't know. Yeah. But when all the information's me, maybe it becomes a little easier and I can ramp up the level there. Mm-hmm. But I, it was. It, it exceeded my expectations starting in the minus because Isle of Cats didn't hit for Same. me, Devin, or the two of you. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, race to the raft. I I enjoyed it. That was a great game. I liked it a lot too. Uh, thanks for thanks for showing it to us. So I'm not going to talk a ton about this other this, this last game. Um, we are going to talk about it if we keep going with it. We'll talk about it either more on the podcast or we might talk about it a little more on the Patreon. Uh, this one is. I just got this on Kickstarter just, what, yesterday we got it? I think so. I think so. And uh, this is the next off-the-page games game. Do you remember the first off-the-page games game, Natalie? Mind management? Mind management. So what off-the-page games does is they make board games based on, like, graphic novels. Uh, Comic books. I'm not sure if they're going to do actual other books as well, but this latest game is a comic called Harrow County. And I just bought the first and second omnibus uh, off Amazon. What's that? It's like a collection of the comics that are like in a, oh, the comics. In a book, Got right? It. So I just bought them because I, I think the story is really interesting. So the game, this is a, Natalie, this game has a weight of four. Okay. Four out of five. Really? Yes. It's, it's very heavy, which is crazy oh, to I me. I mean, we only played the very base. Game. Which we'll talk about in a second. So the story basically goes, there's a witch, okay, named Hester. She was hung, burned, and buried under a tree. Witch. A witch. Very small <laughs> rocks. Small rocks. <laughs> a duck. <laughs> Sometime later, the family of Hester comes to Harrow County to destroy it. But standing in their way is an 18-year-old girl named Emmy, who was mysteriously born from the tree, I believe, that the witch Hester was hung and burned and buried underneath. She's got powers of her own. Okay, I took a lot of that from the BGG description, but um, uh, basically, you are playing an asymmetric game here. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a battler, but if you're playing as the um, the family of Hester who was burned alive at this tree. Sure, it's not Nestor. Uh, you're right. It is Nestor. <laughs> uh, so it's, that you're, tree's in Miami. You know what's funny about that? Nestor Nestor's is talking like in the Discord the right now. Yeah, he is. I know. Yeah. Nestor, take it easy. Yeah. We're Clearly recording, you don't here recording during Nestor. Super we're recording Bowl. during the Super Bowl. <laughs> Listen, no. Nestor. Speaking of that, we were like shocked that you were like going to record with us because we were like, we can only do Sunday. And you're like, like, how about Sunday evening? And we're like, that's the well, Super Bowl. I sat there and I'm like, Fuck those teams. Yeah, yes. that's what I yeah. thought. We're like, who cares? Fuck both of those teams. We canceled, them both. We canceled <laughs> all the ways to watch it when after the Lions lost, and we're like, we aren't, we're not even going to watch it. No <laughs> the <way>. Super Bowl. <laughs> so let's talk about Nestor in this Harrow County yeah. game. <laughs> so it's a two-player, sometimes three-player. Oh. I think it even could potentially be a four-player, but it's mostly it a two-player. Two three on the box. It's mostly two-player. Uh, asymmetric game where the family of Nestor, who was burned at the tree... <laughs> is coming back to try to take revenge and destroy the town, okay? Hmm. The other player plays 
as basically the protectors of the town who are trying to rescue townsfolk from the family. Okay. And you each do this. It's a race to seven points, essentially, is the, if I can abstract the game, it's a race to seven points. If you're the family, you're trying to create a line. The board is like this, like, I don't know, it's like a grid of hexes. It reminded me of like Terra Mystica. It did kind of seem like Terra Mystica like in a way. Hexes with hexes different with terrains. Some terrain types on them. Yeah. If you're the protectors of the of the of the town, you're trying to get your min, little minion guys and yourself um, situated in, in in such a way that you can create a path from where you are to this townsfolk uh, meeple, who's basically kind of next to the bad guys. If you can create a, a complete path. Uh, you will rescue that townsfolk person and earn two points. Okay. If you're the family trying to destroy the town, there's little town uh, building meeples that are kind of situated by the the protectors of the town. And you have to create, you have these powers that are like storms. You have to create another, a path basically of these storm tiles that connect from the building all the way to your home spot. If you do that, you destroy the building and you earn two points. You can also earn points by battling each other and battling Jeff works in the way of a cube tower oh, that's cool. built into the box. Whoa, whoa, the what? cube tower is the box. <laughs> it's crazy. Whoa, whoa, it's crazy. Cool. You know how you stand the box up when you play a game just to like show the cover? Yeah. That's what you do. That's the cube and there's tower. a hole in the top and then a hole in the front and it goes That's through cool. and yeah. it pops out. So it creates that chance result where um, there's actions you can take that put more cubes uh, onto your side. And then when you actually have a battle, you take both cubes of each side. You put them in the cube tower. Whichever one comes out that has more is the basically the winner of the battle. And then you can do some things to mess with the, the player. Essentially, what you're trying to do is you're trying to create a path from the home tile to your thing, right? If you're the protectors, the thing you're trying to create the path to is the villagers. If you are the family, the thing you're trying to create the path to is the village itself. And um, you also get points for uh, killing off in battles the your other your opponent's pieces. You also get points. There's this center tile is this bramble bush and you can uh, earn points if you're in there at the end of the round, but it's hard to stay in there because you can get killed much easier. And there's a bunch of different powers you can employ. There's a bunch of different characters to use that we have not discovered yet. So I am just going to give a kind of over high, very high level overview of this game. It's very chess like it's very tactical. And for that reason, I enjoy it a lot. There's a lot to discover, a lot to figure out, um, and so much that we have yet to learn. So I was just really excited to just kind of share with you, with you guys that we played it. And if you've never played an off-the-page games game like Mind Management or this, I, what have you played, Natalie, that's like, that's like Harrow County? Nothing. I mean, there's not much like this game. It's very, very different. Is the hole in the tree... Is that where the dice yeah. comes out of? Yeah, it comes out of the tree. Okay, I'm yep. looking, I just look at the box cover, and there's a very clear... Uh, That's pretty uh -huh. cool. I've never yep. seen anything yeah. like that. Yeah, it comes out there, and there's a hole okay. in the top. There's a hole in the top. And you put inside, the cubes in. there's like a dice tower. A cube tower. Yeah. Cube tower. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. I haven't, played, I haven't played anything quite like this game. And just the fact that it's got this amazing visceral artwork that I can only imagine is just like the comic book. Hearing that story at the beginning about Nestor being burned at the tree, mm -hmm. at this tree... Um, 
for being a witch and then the family who also has magical powers is coming back to take revenge but there's this girl Emmy who got, who was like born from the tree yeah, very thematic. and she has these powers too just like seeing all that in the box artwork and everything really made me inch excited to try to read the comic book mm-hmm. and so I'm very excited to get that in the mail so just Ty- Tyler Crook is the artist looks like first time artist on a board game wow oh, okay so it's not like the artist of the TJ. comic book it, like it the Matt Kent thing well it, it could might be. be yeah so this what oh, I'm looking okay. at a board game is. geek is only their their board game art listing so I could look this this person gotcha. up while you finish talking yeah so um I'm just very very excited that this game this game company I should say they seem to make these board games that are so visceral to the subject matter, the source material. Mind management wasn't only great because it was a hidden movement, uh, really cool mechanical game. It's also great in part to the subject source material that mm-hmm. it's made and based on. And it's extremely visceral and it's just really, really cool. And I really like playing this game for mostly for the way it looks. The theme is awesome because the story is cool. Most board games don't do narrative very well <laughs> at all. Right. Right. And the just the the topic and the um I don't know, the artwork, it just really draws you into this game. And I'm very excited to hopefully, if Natalie and I will actually get our shit together, get our shit together and play this more. <laughs> I'm excited to see more about what this game has to offer because we've only played on the very, very first chapter, which doesn't even really give you all of the, mechan- the me- mechanisms of the game. It makes There's, you kind of start yes. out with the base. He's the artist. He's the artist for the, for the comic. comic book. I figured. That's um, cool. That's Tyler awesome. Crook is... Also wrote the comic book. Him and okay. Colin Bunn wrote the comic book. He and they uh, he did the art for the comic book and the board game. Obviously, you can tell. I mean, I haven't even seen the comic book, but you can tell this game is a comic book game by looking at the yeah. box, right? You can tell for this sure. is a graphic novel, just like the yeah. same way you could mind management. It's beautiful. It's so cool. It's like nothing I've played before right now, but it's very tactical. So if you are, if you enjoy like a two player kind of tactical ish game, it's not necessarily like a skirmish game, though. You can battle, yes, but the battling in a cube tower doesn't feel like the same somehow yeah. as we're next to each other rolling dice. I don't know why, but it doesn't. It doesn't feel the same. I agree, it doesn't that, hurt I agree you as bad. with your comparison to chess. Where, you know, you, yeah, you're like, we're sitting on two different sides, you know, and I'm kind of like, okay, what's my next move? Do I do mm-hmm. this? Do I do this? And then I kind of have to kind of plan ahead, you know, like, and then I'm going to try to do this. And, and then, then based this. on what you do, now what do I do? Like, okay, react. you got these yeah. guys here. I should try to block you. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, but then you might attack me. But if you saw, so maybe I should add cubes to the to the forest. So if you attack me, I'm ready. Yeah. And it's got all these really cool ways to just kind of like, strategize, I guess the only thing I can say, like strategically, you know, position yourself Mm -hmm. on a turn by turn basis. You're not really looking 10 moves ahead. You can have an overall like, okay, I'm going to do this because you want to get that path. Yeah. But you really have to be like, okay, she's coming right for me in the path I wanted to go for. We're going to clash. Right. You know, you're also limited by like the actions that you can take, because like if you take one during that round, you can't take it again until the next round. And one thing so far, the negative of this game is this was this was so fucking difficult to learn and teach. Hmm. I watched uh, a rules video and it was considered the best. All the comments were like, this is the best rules video for Hero County. Who do we know? The I think it's the publisher itself. Okay, um, is the channel. And so I was, I watched it and I was like, okay, okay, what? Like, that was the best. I'm like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> oh no, I didn't, what? And so I watched it again and I was like, okay, 
I think I maybe just wasn't paying attention the whole time. And you have to. And then I was like, still, I was like, all right, Natalie, I set it up and I'm like, let's play it. And I was like, fuck, I don't think I can play it. I got, I, I got to do more. So I read the rule book and the rule book, ugh, it's in, it's written in five chapters. The first chapter. Yes. Chapters. It explains yeah. like, guess. it explains like part of the game. The second chapter, it adds more. And then the third chapter is the main game. But if you just go to the third chapter to learn the game, it's like apply everything you learned in chapters one and two. And it's like, oh, so you have to like read the whole thing to even the first two to get to the third, even though the third is really what employs. Yeah. It's I hated that. I really wished that there was just one thing that was like, if you want to play with the full experience, read this and this will teach it to you. The way it's laid out is confusing. And the rules, there's a lot of rules. This is a heavy game. It's only like 45 minutes though, right? It's like a yeah, chess game. Okay. So it's heavy because you're really trying to like figure out what to do and how best to get there. Cause it's over. It's like lickety split. Do you think you'll need to read the rules again? Yes. Kind of that's the problem. Unless we play tomorrow. Sure. Or maybe at most next week. Any further than that, I'm going to be like, what? I, I, I can't remember. And unfortunately, that is going to be the one potential thing that's going to make this game not work out for us. I could probably put mind management on the table right now after not playing it for yes, six months, and we know how to do it. Yeah. And okay. that's a big detractor for us at this stage of our gaming journeys. If I have to relearn all the rules, if I haven't played a game in a few months, that's a it's gonna it's gonna be a hard press to get to the table over other games I don't. We could put Castles of Burgundy on the table right now. We know what to do. Right. You know what I mean? There's games like that where it's just like, okay, well, we're just gonna play that then, probably. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know if you can get Harrow County yet. It just kind of arrived on yeah, the Kickstarter backers kick just kind of gotten it. Yep, I kickstarted mm -hmm. it. Cause again, I you know, this was the next follow-up game from Mind yeah. Management. Um that hit like crazy yeah. for not just us, right? A ton of people. Um, I'm not saying that this is a sophomore slump here at all. We have only played the very, very beginning. I am looking forward to getting into it more. Yeah, we haven't played if like any of what I said interests you, take a look into Harrow County um, and you might enjoy yourself because like I said, the subject source material is fucking sweet and I can't wait to dig into that. So that's Harrow County. The Gamecasters have a sponsor. We have partnered up with Modern Meeple, company behind the famous Gamey Susan, which is a lazy Susan that holds extremely high-quality board game component trays. These trays are the picture of luxury. Made right here in the USA, they are made from a wood-based material that's dyed throughout with a number of different colors to choose from, and should you drop or ding them, they will still retain that color. These things are so great looking on the table, and displaying them on your game shelves will really elevate your status with your neighbor, which is good because he's been lording that damn elk head over the fireplace for the last five years and really needs to shut up. So head on over to ModernMeeple.com to check out all the great products they have. And if you find something you like, enter discount code GAMECASTERS at checkout to receive free shipping. And a couple cool GAMECASTERS keychains as well. Once again, that's ModernMeeple.com. The Gateway Network is now defunct, but our merchandise sure isn't. If you're looking to get some great game casters or mad board gamer gear, head on over to thegatewaynetwork.com forward slash store and you'll find that there. We have also partnered up with Tim of Sir Meeple, who is creating custom game casters designs for us, so you can go to sirmeeple.com, click the pull down under creators, and find us there under board game podcasts. More stuff will be added frequently, and what a great way to support two creators at the same time. A dream for most of us, am I right, Natalie? So once again, that's sirmeeple.com. You click the pull down under creators and find us under board game podcasts.
If you're looking to support the show, maybe consider flushing your money down the Gamecaster's toilet by way of our Patreon page. There are four different tiers which will get you access to behind-the-scenes content, exclusive content, or content ahead of time. You will also get swag that nobody else has access to and just the opportunity to help out and support a podcast which you sometimes listen to. We have amazing patrons. Thank you so much for your support, guys. If you'd like to donate to help us pay for things like hosting fees and that blank that Jeff's had his eye on, please head on over to patreon.com forward slash the Gamecasters to help out. Possibly the best way to interact with all of us, though, is via our Discord server. If you go to the Gamecasters Instagram page, you can check out our link tree in our bio to get access to our server. It's a great way to engage with all three of us on a daily basis, as well as meet a bunch of like-minded, awesome people. So check out our Discord server. It's now the time of the show where Jeff Jeffs, you, you, and we, we, on today's installment <laughs> of the Instagram Inboxer. And now it's time for the Instagram with the Mad Board Gamer. Welcome to the Instagram Inbox. It's time to wee-wee. Wee-wee. <laughs> All wee-wee. right. So I went on the social medias of the world, and I asked a question, which was brought up. I should have realized who told us this. Sean. Who, Sean. That Sean was like, let's let's hear about this. I think so. And Sean was kind of asking, like, what game got you into the hobby or whatever. So I, I kind of wanted to expand that a little bit so we weren't sort of just reading a list of games. Right. And um, talk about how did you get into the hobby? So how did you get into the board game hobby? Um, you know, you're a fucking nerd. You're listening to a board game podcast. So just accept your nerdness. How did yeah. you yeah. get into well, it? Everyone listening got into how it did, Yeah. How did at you some point. get into this? So um, do, you, do you guys want to start with your... I would, well, I, was I, was say, yeah. I would love to. I was going to say, Ryan would love to. I would love to. I get to speak? Yeah. yeah. Talk Go about ahead. myself. Well, yeah. Shut up, Natalie. Why don't you talk about Natalie's and Natalie talk about yours? So Natalie got into games because of me. <laughs> <laughs> so a long time ago in high school, we played this game called Hero Quest. Yeah. Okay. Um, our friend Bill that we talk about all the time owned it. And he was like, hey, I used to play this a long time ago. Uh, we, what if you you want to try it and see how it goes? And I was kind of like, eh, I guess so. I mean, I always played board games, right? Like everyone did, like Cranium yeah, and stuff like that. Right. And I always was like, oh, yeah, board game nights are fun. But really, I had no fucking clue what I was talking right. about. So we played Hero Quest, and I was like, oh, what is this? This is so great. Mm-hmm. And that kind of kickstarted my love of that kind of gaming. But still, that was that, and it was that's all I did for, in high school. Yeah. Then... Fast forward till 2009, maybe, uh, again at Bill's, he was like, hey, let's play Hero Quest again. And I was like, yes, awesome. <laughs> and so we started playing, and it was fucking great. We'd go over there every week, and we'd play Hero Quest for months. I feel like we did that. And then one day, he was like, you know what? I want to play. Because in Hero Quest, one person is like the GM and runs it. Mm. So they don't really get to play. They just kind of set the stuff up for you. He's like, I want to play with you. So he went on this website called GameFAQs, which was really a video game website that you use to okay. to get like um, you know FAQs about how to beat a video game. And they had a forum in there that was about board games. And so he, in that board game forum, asked a question, hey, are there any games like HeroQuest that I could play? That forum led him to Board Game Geek, which led him to Arkham Horror. Okay. He bought Arkham Horror, and then we played that. And it was like, <gasps> wow, what? holy yeah. shit. And I don't like Arkham Horror at all. But I did <laughs> at the time. It was like, whoa. And that led him to Kalos mm-hmm. and to Carcassonne yeah. and Ticket to Ride and those games. And then we used to, when I first played Carcassonne, 
I knew that this was a hobby for me. Yeah. So those are all Bill's games. Yeah. And when did you start like buying games? Uh, early on. I mean, like 2010, I think, was when I like first Carcassonne? bought Carcassonne and this and game called it. Last Night on Earth. Yeah. When I remember Bill made an order on Cool Stuff Inc. Yep. All right. And the order had, he was like, do you want? And I was like, I want Carcassonne. He's like, there's a big box version. I was like, get that for me. He was and like, I, why I don't you pay me to get you something so yeah, I can get Yeah, pay me to get you shipping. something so I can get free shipping. Yeah. Right. It worked out for me, so I was fine with it. <laughs> so the game arrived, and I don't know that I have felt this way getting something. I was so excited mm-hmm. when I got that big box Carcassonne game. I was like, this is the coolest. I, I felt it was like, ah, I don't know how to explain it. The one it. we have today? Yeah, that same one we got. Wow, yep, absolutely. That was game? my first game I ever had, I, I ever I re- purchased. I don't think I realized that. Well, hobby game, of course, right? Well, yeah. yeah. I had stuff like we used to play like, um, what's the one where you're touching the tiles to the corners? Blockus. <laughs> Blockus. Yeah. Oh. Like, like, like that's what we played a lot. We yeah. would go over there and hang out and play games. We played like Blockus 3D and stuff like right. that. But like actual game game was Carcassonne. And then I bought Last Night on Earth and then Fitz and games like that. And those were like my first games. And now I'm, you know, now I have a podcast. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Natalie. <laughs> well... Uh, similar to you, I played um, a lot of Target E games back in the day. Like for with my family and stuff, I was like the game person. Every time we'd have a get together, they'd be like, "Natalie, bring the games," and I'd bring a bag of games. But like you said, it's like taboo and like craniums, you know, categories, yeah, stuff like that. categories, yeah, balderdash. Oh, balderdash was awesome. You know, <laughs> things like that. And um, and I had a lot of different games, but they were those kind of games, like party games or. Mass market, mass market games, and then, um, and then I met you, um, and you, me or Jeff, Ryan. Oh, okay. <laughs> then I met Ryan, and he was like, I mean, we that were, far after that, it was actually we we met at work, and I and so. I remember <laughs> my boss, uh, she, my boss and her boss. We're going to take you out to lunch early on when you started working there. It was like when I got hired. I yeah, got hired but, in and they were like, then, we're going to take you out to lunch. But then her boss like dropped out and she, I think she kind of felt awkward just taking you to lunch. So she just asked me just randomly because she really liked me. And she's like, oh, you want to go with us? And I was like, okay. And so then me, Ryan and my boss went out to lunch and then we were just, you know, chatting and, and I, we somehow mentioned that like we both liked games and he's like, oh, do you want to play a game at lunch sometime? And I'm like, okay. And so he brought a uh, Splendor to lunch and we played it and I was kind of like ooh what like this is great and so then he's like oh she likes this and then we kind of just started playing more games together um at lunch you know we incorporated our other friend Megan and we he yep. introduced us to just like a bunch of games and that's where it started for me and now you're on a board game podcast how about you man <laughs> i think so i don't i played some games like that. There wasn't like a, a daily or a weekly like categories night or something. But I do remember vaguely yeah. kind of playing those games. I played a lot of like little card games with my dad. Or we played like this game Sequence. Do you kind of remember yep. that oh, yeah. I remember Sequence. I remember Sequence. Um, we played Outburst a lot too. My dad yep. and I played Outburst a lot of Cribbage growing oh, up. Oh, I never actually played Cribbage. Um, it's a card game, right? Yep. Uh, and he liked it a lot because it was like a, a kind of a mathy sort of mm. yeah. game. And he liked that. Uh, I played Euchre like all mm-hmm. like crazy in high Same. school. And that's, you know, if you don't know Euchre, it's sort of a Midwest. local northern-y, yeah. Midwestern U.S. Yeah. kind of game. Um, but it's a game, if you've ever played like Hearts or Spades, it's sure. It's, it's like a playing that, card that game. Category. Yep. Yeah. And I played a lot of that and then went off to college. And uh, during one of the nerd, the video game nerd fest back a long time ago, um, there was a copy of uh, Ghost Stories. And I was lured into Ghost Stories with, hey, just play with us really quick. 
we'll die in 10 minutes and you can go back to playing Halo That's or whatever what the fuck we were playing. Yep. And then we ended up like having this epic victory. I think, I don't know if it was like the first time you ever beat the game or something. And it was just, I wrote about it. And there's a, you can yeah. go on board game geek and you can <laughs> find my actual write up about it, which apparently was Jeff's uh, swan song into the, into yeah. the hobby. So that was, that was a big part. I was like, this is really fun, right? Yeah. It was a fun cause it was a co-op game. So again, that's a good way to introduce people. And it was just, it was, it was exciting, right? There were new things that I've never seen in, in games before. And then, uh, I was still like at college, so I went back, and every once in a while, I jumped in on that Monday game group that Ryan and Bill had had been going on, and I was we played Arkham Horror, and I liked Arkham Horror. I think, and that was a, a new thing, right. and then yeah. we played Carcassonne. It was just kind of like that that slow evolution into. Isn't that funny? Like at the beginning, every like new game you play, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Oh, this is amazing. Wow. This is amazing. There's something like this. Yeah. Wow. There's something like this. And that was cool. And, yeah. and I, uh, at Michigan state, there was a like comic book slash game shop, just like they all kind yeah. of are where I kind of rolled around and bought a couple games and I bought like D day dice on cool Fuck stuff. And, yes. D day you know, dice. Was, and getting that first package of, you know, five games or something was really exciting. And just thinking now of just what shows up like every other week is just <laughs> daunting, just disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but again, like, yeah, having that awesome feeling at the beginning of buying those new games was really exciting. You could do a little bit of research, you buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, like Ryan said, I don't know when I felt like that other than maybe like the Castles of Burgundy collector's edition was a cool fucking thing. Yeah. 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 Um, because I've just been waiting so for long for years. that. I just yeah. got um, so into these stories that I like stopped for a second. And I'm like, why are we talking yeah, about this? What are we doing? <laughs> All right, so let's go to the inbox. Let's go to the good time. We're just having so, a show. Yeah. Um, I went on and I said, just how did you get into the board game hobby? What really happened? And you're going to hear some um, similarities to kind of our yeah. uh, ours as well. So Joe over at Board to Play on Instagram said he played games growing up like Euchre and actually played Crokinole growing up, which was really I mean, he's awesome. from the Great White North, so yep. that's yeah. what... Um, and one day, just from. happened to go into a board game store. I don't know, just lured him in there and bought Pandemic. And then one thing led to another, and he's balls deep, and he's got a problem. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> so Pandemic really led him in there. And now he's photographing these games. Yep. Um, Ryan Harms on Instagram uh, said a similar thing. He used to play Rummy Cube and oh, yep. that's a great game. and Phase 10 with his grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, played that sort of until his early 20s and then fell into the hobby when he started playing Ticket to Ride. He played Raiders of the North Sea when it came out and then just, again, you can't stop it. Mm-hmm. Can't this, stop. Once, you, once you're like, once, I well, love this. Once a few suck you in, then you're over. just like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's really, it's like the first time oh like, when you have God. sex, you're like, I can't not have sex anymore. I would love anymore. for you to suck <laughs> me. Yeah. yeah. Right. What are you going to do? Not have sex? What am I going to do? What do you expect me to do? Not fuck this vagina? What do you want me to do? Not fuck this? I don't understand. How am I supposed to not fuck this? This is so good. It was great. great. God, it feels awesome. Fucking is so fun. I love fucking for a second. I love fucking I love fucking. One time I fucked and I was like, and you're like, I have to. I have to keep doing. I want to fuck again. Like, can I fuck like you a now? Lot. As soon as you say, like, I know we just finished, it. but if you give me a like, just a uh, give small me like time, twenty minutes, and we, we can, can fuck one again. more time. We can do it again. See if it feels the same. Or then better. I'll have to sleep for yeah. a couple days. Yeah. But after that, let's fuck some more. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I love fucking so much. <laughs> as soon as you started talking about fucking, there's like this big vein yeah, that like popped vein. out in your <laughs> That's a big vein in your oh, penis. Oh, you like out. Blood is a flowing. <laughs> it's going That's straight from runs. your forehead right, right to your right penis. Right to my yep. <laughs> We'll be right back. All right. Oh, boy. And we're back. 
All right, well, Swoozle decided to say. Okay. Um, after playing games very sporadically from time to time, a friend of him asked him to join in on a sort of a campaign-ish type of game that needed four players. So he said, okay, cool. That game turned out to, turned out to be Mechs vs. Minions, and playing it all over the course of four weeks with three of his really close friends said that that was just one of the most fun experiences he's ever what had. What a great game Mechs versus Minions is. It is. Yeah. And I don't just, know how it ends, but... Just him thinking about, like, how many times have you <laughs> played a game, and then you play a game, and you sort of forget it, right? You forget the moments, and you yep. forget this thing, but this memory kind of core sticking memory. in his brain yeah. is really cool. So he just said it ended up being just the perfect situation. He started to fall in love with the hobby. Um, that was the swoos. Swoos. Uh, Nestor, who was, uh, what, dying burned under a tree? Burned under a tree, burn under burn. a tree. yep. So he casually walked into a game store. Again, I don't know what just lures these people in, but they casually walked in a game store. I saw a bunch of people playing card games. He knew that wasn't his thing. He was like, fuck that. But at the far end of this group, someone was playing Sagrada. Ooh. He stood there looking at the beautiful colored dice and wondered how the game was played. Yeah. So he actually was invited. Someone sitting there said, come play the next game. And he played it. And he said a few moments later, he basically stayed for an hour and played the games and played a couple more. And then um, he bought a copy of Sagrada for 15 bucks because it was opened and... There it is. Damn. That's cool. Speaking of Nestor, Nestor, if you're listening to this, will you bring back the memes? I <laughs> missed the memes. He got a couple last time. He did. I missed the the after the 30, episode 30 great. memes he would do. I'm Nestor, meme us, please. Meme us. Meme us. Just meme us. Meme us up. Meme us up, Nestor. <laughs> yeah. Mason Pierce on, where am I at? I'm on the Discord, I think. Yep, Mason Pierce on the Discord, which I'm actually getting the Discord responses now that I messed up the whole uh, moist one from a few episodes ago. Oh, you did? So sorry, you what did you? What, do you, what happened? I just missed everything on Discord. Oh, people like messaged you and you just Yeah, because oh, yeah, the direct messages are in like a different spot. Yeah, and I just screenshotted them and I didn't put whatever. Who cares? No one cares. Who cares? Who cares? Um, Mason Pierce, senior year of college, lived with three other guys who they usually uh-huh. just played uh, Euchre and poker with. Right. Yeah, um, which that was one of our things that I, we did yeah. a lot before we got into board games was play a shitload of poker. Yeah, poker in the um, front, euchre in the rear. Yep. And then one day, <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> one day uh, they they started to play Dominion, and he instantly fell in love with Dominion, and it opened all these doors up to all these other games that his friends were happy to teach him. Right? They were like, Yeah, yeah. we got Here you we with go. Dominion. Let's keep going. And then um, he said, Fun fact: Dominion was also the first hobby game that he had to purchase. Because he spilled on the original copy of Dominion oh, to his friend. Oh, so he had to fuck. buy that to give to his friend. Yeah. And also, big shout it. out to Mason Pierce, who played um, Castles of Burgundy for the first time recently. Yeah, oh, that was crazy. Cool. Okay, and do you want to know what he happened? He loved it. He fucking loved it, and he bought the special edition. He's like, that oh escalated really quickly. So he didn't even get to go through what we all went no. through for decade for a decade <laughs> or more. He bought it, played the like uh, the maybe the original one or the 2019 copy, played it a few times, loved it so much he went and bought it. Oh, okay, so he did play. He, play, uh, he, did he didn't play. play for the first time on yeah, the new I fancy version. I think the version. 2019 is the like, like maybe the 10th God, anniversary to be or Mason whatever. Pierce playing Castle of Burgundy for the first time, being like, "This is incredible." Oh, there's a super sweet oh, special I'll edition. I'll just get that one. Yeah. We have no, the language. You have to for play it eighty times. A decade. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he just now played it, and it's like a game that's you know fairly old, and it still like holds up. Well, that's good. Uh, we talked about that in the NFW kind of about you know is Castles of Burgundy, yeah, Steffenfeld's swan song, right? And I think it was Z yeah. that was talking about like you know if it was designed now, if it was just designed now, I think Marrakesh is better, you know. And it, so M- Mason Pierce kind of. Uh, his mean, experience kind yeah. of, you know, juxtaposes against that. Yes, I disagree bit. with Z on that. But here's Z on this one. All right, let's hear Z. Z says, when he was in the Air Force, we had a conference room set up with a game of Access and Allies, and they would play every day at lunch. 
Um, and his first non-mass market game was playing a bunch of Arkham Horror. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, Captain Pedantic over on the Discord said, my friend Shelly invited me to this thing called Nerdfest. Shilly. And I thought, uh, I thought board games are kind of fun. That was no, not it his first time in the hobby, He said, Sean. I want to see if Ryan and Natalie will fall for this one. <laughs> no. Right. I know so, that was his first introduction to us, though. Yeah. It, it was? was? Yeah. He, he said on the way us. there, they played our podcast. And he's kind of like, okay. And then he's like, by the end of the weekend, I was like, obsessed. oh, he got right. That's right. Remember, Wasn't, he wrote that thing after Nerdfest. Like, we he was like, Nerdfest? Well, they only have like 10 events, a stupid fucking thing, right at first. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, oh, I remember well, that right up now. And he was like, I didn't get it. He's like, number yeah, one awesome. fan. <laughs> That's, oh, I'm getting chills thinking back to those responses. Yeah, that, that was great. Said. That was really So cool. he said, real story. So when he was in high school, he played Access and Allies a couple times with like DD friends. Later, he was in college working at a grocery store, flirted with this customer, ended up heading back to her place oh we made dinner together and played some weird math card game he doesn't remember (laughs) i wasn't either he goes says nothing went any further oh but fucking is so fucking is the greatest i know i was hoping this would be about fucking yeah i thought that was why he didn't remember the math card game because he was fucking that's what i thought fuck i don't care about this game what is this game i was doing so much one plus one is i want to fuck you i don't understand (laughs) math is dumb okay fast forward a year or two working at a different grocery store the same girl was working there and my boss was flirting with her he invited me over to their, their place together. Ooh, that's awkward. So be, to be like, try to be like a wingman. Okay. Sure. So they played Settlers of Catan. Okay. And fast yeah. forward a couple of years later, he started to go to Gen Con, Gen Con for D&D. Oh. Mm. And then through that, started playing more board games, started playing them a little right, regularly. Sean's a big RPG yep. player. And then fast forward a few more years, um, Shelly invited um, Shilly. him over. Shilly. Shilly invited him over <laughs> to play with Lintz. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, That's good at the new boyfriend's apartment and then they uh, he thinks they played Seven Wonders and Small World and really that was kind of the that was the, the push okay, catalyst cool. so that was pretty cool, cool. Uh, Slapian on Greg Greg I think it's coming Greg, to Nerdfest okay I think this is it Greg posted on the like right on the Discord page nobody gives a shit he said he was deployed overseas uh, in in the sandbox and a buddy of his whipped out nice Parkinson oh. Oh, um, while the Wi-Fi was down and nice. when he got home, he started to dabble in different games. And now, four years later, he has 500 board games sitting in his basement. Wow. Oh, it might not be his basement. I'm just saying basement. But, yeah, that, but, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, fully 54 on yes. the Discord. Alan Fullerton? I think so, yeah. And uh, Also said, coming to Nerdfest. Yes. Is he? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, he lives in, like, Oregon, too. Yeah. Oregon too? Yeah. Where's that? I mean, like, he's far. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, off the, the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when... He first met his wife. Uh, they regularly played Catan with friends. So the uh, the then they started to kind of expand it into playing like they played Munchkin, which was his first ever Munchkin Zombies was the first one. Okay. Um, and then over ten years, uh, she still regrets introducing him to the hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's that. Right. There's that thing. Um, Us boys have that uh, really like we when we like something we get really into it. So I can understand like if you're like, hey, I kind of like board games. You want to do this with me? And I'm like, sure. I'm gonna buy one of these board games. I'm gonna start a podcast. (laughs) Jack on Instagram, Uh, he said he started kind of playing Magic the Gathering with like family growing up. So that was sort of the the beginning. And then they would play things like Risk and Monopoly. And then his sister brought home Seven Wonders and Flux, and that sort of really opened him up into. Other things that yeah. existed outside of just magic. So, uh, real quick, Jack yeah. is also designing a board game. I don't know if you know yeah. this. Yeah, and he's really cool. doing the art for it, I think. I think the art yes. is him, and it's great. Jack has also done some work on Everstone mm. as well. Mm. Um, 
I think he might bring his game to Nerdfest. I hope he does. He what what I what I've seen so far, it looks really cool. I'm excited. So I'm excited to try it out. All yeah. these people making things. Motherfuckers. He did say years Talented later bitches. his wife rolled a game winning role in King of Tokyo and then she got hooked. Awesome. <laughs> oh, nice. So yeah. That'll do it. That's a really fun game. Yep. So my Instagram responses, uh Matthew Gallion, uh, always enjoyed uh games like all the time kind of growing up but really got into the hobby as a coping mechanism during covid sure oh, so that yeah. really kind of opened i think up a lot of people play. got into yeah, the hobby like during up. covid yep. yep uh mick dave mix says always was really involved in rpgs yeah right? that was always kind of his thing still is and then in early 2000s sort of got into more of like board games at conventions because he was at those things yeah. right um uh jr sketch and stuff i already said measles said played a lot or sorry played a little bit but McDave Mick helped him really see more of the gaming butts world. Yeah. Butts. See more butts. Uh, see more butts. <laughs> the lady math magician. Do you know who this is? No. She said, I got into a board gamer. I bet it was Heather. It is Heather. Ta's What's girlfriend. the name? Oh, poor Ta's girlfriend. Heather, Heather. Heather Dorka? Yeah, Heath yeah. Dorka. Heath Dorka. Yeah. She uh, is a math teacher. That's how I got Yeah, it. she's oh, a math teacher. Oh, yeah. cool. She's high school math to a bunch of old, old kids who don't like math. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, she said she got into a board gamer. That's how she got into yep, board games. Got into a board gamer. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> Heather Schwinneman said, Brian Beach, the end. She also got into a board <laughs> yeah. another, another another gamer. Another Heather getting into a board gamer. <laughs> yeah. Two in a row. Missionary, yeah. um, Michi, Michi uh, Shelly, whatever. Yep, yeah. uh, Shelly. Hey, Shelly. Sh- Shelly, Shelly said and backs up Captain Pedantic story says, she used to like the lowbrow games, but got into the hobby when she met Lance, or Lance, um, <laughs> oh, by okay. playing Small World and Seven Wonders, which Great was a Captain game. Pedantic uh which is what he said Humans. as well. Humans. Yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. Man, that was great. Yeah. Uh, Hastama said the usual gateway drug, which was Catan. Okay. Mm. Same thing with Jess Fen 54. Okay. K-E-S-F-E-N. Said Sellers of Catan and the rest was kind of... The amount of games that... The amount of people that that game introduced to the hobby. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Catan, Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne, yeah. maybe Pandemic is the fourth they're one. Is Dominion? Like, they're just... Dominion too, yeah. Yeah. They, you know, for what you want to say about them now, and people still love them, I get I don't... I don't like Carcassonne. I like, but so I'm like, I don't really want to play that anymore. Yeah. And I don't use those games to introduce people, but True. I think if you've been in the hobby for longer than 10 years, yeah, about a decade that, or more, that probably was one of your first games. Yes. That was, could have been it. Um, Osgore said, and shout out to Osgore. It's coming up on year three of his oh, yes. uh, rare disease. Day. That's happening soon. Yeah. Yep. So I think it's um, something on Instagram. Yeah. So it. go over there on, on Osgore's um, page and kind of learn a little bit about that. So he has said 1995, someone gifted little Osgore Catan. Oh, cute little Osgore. Yep. So let me get a little baby Osgore. Let me get over to Facebook, which again, usually kicks me out when I get over there. And it did um, to just a few more people. So Brian Stever. Stever? Sure. Stever. S-T-E-V-E-R. Stever. I would say Stever. Stever. Yeah. So Brian said he was invited to a game night to play Munchkin and had a blast. Ooh, unfortunately. Which we would not, but you did. That's awesome. That's awesome A couple years later, invited to the same game night probably with people to play Catan, and then the rest was from there. Um, Got into watching some board games on YouTube and play watching Tabletop, which you uh, Mm. mentions the Will Wheaton series. That's actually a great thing that we haven't talked about in a while. That was a lot of people's... Yeah, introduction YouTube kind of series thing. introduction to yeah board games. Yeah, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, Pamela Bloom says my husband drugged me in. It, <laughs> so um, Peter Riggs says I've always been a nerd and I loved games, but as I got older and started to have kids, I started to want to play more board games with them. Um, also introduced and played a lot of like Stratego growing up. Great yeah. game. Um, and it was the Castles of Mad King Ludwig. 
that really that kind him. of like hooked him. That's a great game. Cool. Yeah, that is. That's a great game. That is cool. Yeah. That that's what got him into it. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? We got Brian Lyles. Uh, he was captured by Somalia pirates and held for ransom in captivity over the last two years. He had uh, he he liked to kill time by playing Munchkin. Eventually, <laughs> they started forcing me to play, so I won. Unfortunately, the more I won, the more I got beaten. Yeah. So I learned how to lose convincingly. <laughs> <laughs> That's 100% true. Yeah. Right. Um, Brian Beach said, when I was a kid, I had um, he had Mousetrap, Aggravation, Torpedo Same. Run, yeah. those, those kind of cool mm-hmm. games. I don't think I ever played Mousetrap. I was just set it up. Okay. That Rube Goldberg yeah. thing. It was yeah. just fun to yeah. watch it go. And he had a friend, Dan, who had this catapult game where we would fling red marbles over the floor. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Sounds fun. Love playing games. Um, and he could rarely get his brothers to play. So, um, yeah, so him and his, he, he, well, he tried to. And then his, his brother, Aaron, would play some games with mm-hmm. them. Um, and then the love affair started uh, until maybe 10 years ago. And then uh, the gaming really, like, took over his life. Yep. Yeah. Like, it was, like, slow start. And then it just kind of... Did it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Now he's in yeah. <laughs> Um Matthew Lawrence, again, these are all these are, are very like similar into just kind of like the slow of like, let me see these games. And yeah. Then, um and, and a lot of people grew up playing games like like Matthew Lawrence of playing Risk and Payday, Monopoly, Scrabble. And it just really grew from there as he yeah. started to collect them and play with like friend groups from high school. Uh Christopher Preston says, um, a friend started bringing games over in 2015 and making us play um and got hooked on Terraforming Mars. Ooh, he's like, wow. I was so confused for three hours, but it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And so he he's, wanted he's more. younger into the hobby then, if Terraforming Mars was what got him in. He said 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cathal said he was just kind of like hanging out with people who were talking about board games, and he really had no interest in it. Um, and then he agreed to try a couple out, and again, the obsession just, it got him. Yeah. Did he say what games? Uh, no, not really. Just <clears throat> okay. kind of, yeah, just know, like, like yep. It's funny, like, there's this whole pattern, like you said, like, I feel like either... Somebody, like you accidentally somebody got into introduces it. you to a game and either you're like, fuck, yes, give me more. Or you're probably like, eh, it was all right. And that then you're fine. not in the game. I'll still just play party. The game yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Kennard said in 2011, got invited to a game night. Didn't go because he had a little baby. Um, a little baby named Olivia. A baby. Yep. But he eventually went to uh, their BGG profile, ended up looking at the rankings list and bought number one through the ages and number two Agricola. Oof. And they played the Some shit good out games. of Agricola. Yeah, they did. So that was that was that was him. And then they uh, did they do they still have that original copy of Agricola? I don't think so. Or has it been? Um, <clears throat> I think they got rid know. of it. Micah Mills got hooked with uh, King of Tokyo. So they went to an FLGS and that's a great fucking game. Yeah, bought King of Tokyo, especially when you're first getting into the yeah. hobby. Yeah, bought Dominion and again obsessed. Yeah, right. Not everybody can just buy Kalos to start with. Right, <laughs> no, that's a little that was. I'm surprised that didn't completely turn me off to board yeah. games. To be honest with you, because I played that and I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Right. And Bill just destroyed everybody. Yeah. Until that one time. <laughs> yeah. Until that one time. Yeah. That's um, right. Jared Reeves is uh, has a game that Ryan really loved called Last Night on Earth. It's a great game. That he, I think he might have kickstarted it. Whoa. No, no, no. no, 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 no that right. was not kickstarted. No. He, okay. Sorry. It said he. It was it kickstarted his, his interest. Yeah, right, oh, right. okay. So he liked the zombie <laughs> games at first and exploring sort of the zombie movies, and that was sort of like his fad. So he went and got Last Night on Earth, and that really blew his I've mind with Catan and Carcassonne. It was a cool game. It's yeah. not. I mean, it's like you would know the cover really because I, think I feel you like would. I mean I've heard you talk <laughs> about your early gaming life a lot, and the I, very I remember first, everything you said earlier except Last Night. The on very Earth. first time I, I ever that. went to a local. So my first, my first game I got was Carcassonne, right? But that was from Bill's Cool Stuff Order. Then I went to RIW back. Jeff, it was probably 
two locations ago for RIW. Mm-hmm. And the first game that I bought, I just asked a guy at the, at the store. I was like, hey, I'm brand new. I have Carcassonne. What do you recommend? And he handed me Last Night on Earth, and I bought it, and we played the shit out of it. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, two more. Uh, Zach on Facebook says he got Game of Thrones second edition as a cool. joke. As a joke. I don't know if he like read the books maybe or was into it. And they're yeah, like, here's look, this board, board game. game. And then he's like, I fucking love it. Yeah, this. like the game's great. <laughs> Which is awesome. Jokes on you. Michael Vinoy, like we talked about, started watching Will Wheaton's tabletop on YouTube. And he's like, Small I don't know if I necessarily like Will Wheaton, but he owes like a lot to him. Same. For That's cool. There was the a lot of industry. Off, like he did. He did Small World on there. He did uh, The Resistance, I remember. Yeah. And again, whatever you think of it, like he, that was a, that was a great series to it was watch. So he had personality. Good. The people on the show were amazing. A couple of them really hot, and it was just like we say we like fucking. So yeah, that was. I, I know it's a lot of the, like that felt like similar stories, but it was cool. I liked reading. I like hearing that. stories and just hearing how people. Got I like into having craziness. heartwarming stuff like that on the show to find out why and how people got into the hobby. I don't know. It's really fun for me. I think. So you guys ready for this? Ah. Fucking way. No, no fucking way. That's right, you guys. We're back again with the no fucking way segment from last episode. And I've got some more topics I want to engage your brains in to see if you agree with what I say. In which case, you give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. If uh, you're neutral on what I say, then you'll give me a, well, I can see that. I can see that. Nah, and if you disagree strongly with what I say, I want you to hit me with the no fucking way. No fucking way. No fucking way. Okay, so here we go. Just you guys like ready? Up? Hype man right now. Hell yeah, hype me up, baby. Uh-huh. You could, you know, I could stand to have that from you once in a while, yeah, Natalie. Hello. Help, That's what help, we do. We're gassing wheel. each other up. I was actually telling <laughs> Sam McMeeple this the other day. I was like, dude, I'm really proud of you for your game, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, oh my gosh, thank you. And I was like, I'm not one of my, me and my group, we're not those friends who just break your balls and are assholes. Like a lot of people are, we are the gas you up type of friends. That's that's <laughs> yeah. the group that we get. Yeah. He was just yeah. kind of like, I'm gonna have to get used to that because my friends are not like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? All right, here we go. Number one, games are relying too much on artwork to be successful nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can jump okay. in this at is, any point. This Doesn't is matter. The one. Oh, real quick before 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 I before I continue. Go ahead. These are not necessary. This is not my thought. I'm not giving you my thoughts and right, you're agreeing you're just with making me. a statement. Right. I'm just making a statement that yeah. I'm also going to give my opinion on. Right. Okay, so number one, games are relying too much on artwork to be successful nowadays. Natalie, you had a thought. This is the only one where I was like flip-flopping between two responses. It was either I can see that or no fucking way. Okay. Because it's the word relying that got me. Okay. I don't I don't think that they're relying on artwork. To uh, what is it? What is what was the sentence? To be successful. To be successful. The the idea there is the game might not be as successful if the art wasn't amazing, right? So it's I guess it's essentially saying artwork over mechanisms. You know. Yeah, I I don't agree with that. Okay. Uh, I think I'd say no fucking way. No. You know. No. Yeah, you gotta hit it. Sorry. No fucking way. Okay. Because. While I think that people are using maybe artwork to like grab people's attention, yep. I don't necessarily think that it's it would a game would ever just be successful because of the artwork. And because of that, I don't think the statement is something I agree with. So you have talked yourself into fully on board with no fucking so. way as you've as you've gone through that. Yeah. I'm gonna go with I can see that. Okay. I also don't fault the games because I think 
that idea that you need to have artwork or need to have something is being pushed by our community. Yeah. The board game community is saying, if I'm going to look at your game on the shelf, it better be pretty looking. Yep. Just not always, not all the time, yeah. but just like when you walk into a board game store or you're looking at covers on Board Game Geek, or you, you are going to click on the ones that are more attractive to your eyes than others. Yeah. Um, and whether so do you think I, it's I just a marketing them. technique? Yeah. Not but, necessarily a reliance on. But I think, you know, it. I think games that look better will trick you into making you think that they are better games. Yeah. When they're not. Okay, so but this I, is why you're more neutral on it. Yeah. But I also think that, like, if a game comes out and people are, like, starting to buy it because of the artwork and then you're not really hearing about it or people aren't, you know, like, raving about it, then it's not going to hit that success level, maybe, unless the game is actually good just because it was purchased by because of art. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of in the – I think I'm in the I can see that – skewing maybe a little bit more towards hell yeah to be honest oh, with you. i think what i think about oh, it is sorry. it's going to kind of dovetail <laughs> into the second one here in a minute that i'm going to say but i think the the market of board games is so flooded and jeff i think this is kind of what you were getting at i think the market is so flooded with games that in order to stand out for sales right you got to look as good as you play so while, while maybe natalie's right that they're not necessarily relying on artwork over um, mechanisms. I do think a lot of times game companies are relying on artwork to get their foot in the door. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there could be a game that's like, look, this is not the castles of Burgundy, you know, but we got to look fucking crazy good because we're not going to rely. We're not going to get by on our castles of Burgundy gameplay. We got to get, we got, we need you to look at us to even give us a shot. Mm-hmm. I feel that way as a podcast sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look at us. How do we get you to look at us? Right. I think Maybe we're really good. A try, but you don't like know us. us. Did yeah. you hear our poetry? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck, shit. Yeah. Have you heard it? Have you not heard Come fuck, on. fuck, shit, shit? <laughs> yeah, so I, I do feel like, yeah, not this doesn't necessarily mean to me that they uh, that the games suck and that their artwork is... Oh, the only thing selling the game is their artwork, but I do think... I think I, I might even go to hell yeah that I think games are relying on on artwork to be successful. And I think it's a bummer. And the reason I think it's a bummer is because of number two, which might kind of give away my number two. Do you guys have any other, any other thoughts on the first one before we move I on? Can, no. Go, I think. Um, number two, and I'm not necessarily agreeing with this, but what do you think about this one? Crowdfunding Kickstarter game found is bad for the hobby. I would say, I'm going to say no fucking way. No fucking way. Can you expand? No. No, um, <laughs> Natalie, what do you think? <laughs> I think so. Not bad. It's not bad for the hobby okay. at all. Is it? Is it annoying? Yeah. Why? Um, it's annoying <laughs> because sometimes you want games right now. Yes. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. But in a in a hobby that is as I'll say as small as we are, um, and with the margins of razor thinness. Yeah. It is difficult to mass produce a game not knowing how it's going to sell and all that kind of Kickstarter gives people an idea of how is your game going to do and front loads something that could be an incredible idea. Um, everyone in the hobby, for the most part, most people in the hobby have kickstarted a game that is still in their collection that they love. That game would not have been produced if it was not for Kickstarter because 
you take these giant companies, you take Asmodee, and you take now the the these Hachette and these places that are swallowing up these these companies for better or worse, and they don't want your game. They have their team, but if you can kickstart a game and you can make a little bit of a name for yourself and you can be the Sam McMeeple of the world or you can be Isaac Childress who was like, I'm going to make this fucking big-ass game and do that. Like, imagine, I just imagine the game, I imagine the hobby without Kickstarter, how much less You think it's worse, we would have. worse off. Yeah. I agree with you where we would have much less. Absolutely. I don't know if I agree that we're better off with it. I'm going to, I think I'm in the, I can see that camp for this one. Um, I think to, to what you said about um, kickstarting games, I think I've kickstarted. God, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say how many I've kickstarted. I think I probably have less than 5% of the games that I kickstarted still in my collection. So my, my kind of thing on this is I think Sturgeon's law applies here. And I think 90% of everything is shit. And I think most of the games that are on Kickstarter shouldn't be. And uh, maybe a lot of those don't fund, but maybe a lot of those do. And maybe those games that funded that just are really mediocre wouldn't have made it to a publisher. And we never would have saw them. And then now they're not flooding our hobby and, you know, noising up and making it so games have to be the most beautiful looking games ever to get a shot because everybody that can does. And maybe you shouldn't, even if you can do it, maybe you shouldn't do it. Maybe not everybody's as awesome as Sam McMeeple and Matt Cousineau, and they're making really cool games. But there's a lot of games I've gotten where I'm like, this sucks. This sucks. There's a game that, that I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say the game that we played not that long ago. And I was like, this isn't very good. Yeah. And that might successfully fund. And, you know, it's like, dang it. I mean, it's not a, it's not like it's a big deal. Like, oh, now our hobby's worse because that game exists. But it's also kind of like, well, that's just flooding the market here. And now I don't I don't know if the hobby is if it's bad for the hobby, because I agree with with Jeff, where I think that the pe for people like Sam McMeeple and maybe Matt Cousineau, this is this is what Kickstarter is for. Right. It's for the little guy. But then you get companies like Simon who basically use it as a pre-order system. Yeah, Queen so, as well. Yeah, Queen as well. And so now and now you get people rare chasing for these stretch goals yeah. that get pissed off. And then they get butt hurt when the company that does this sells the games at a convention before their backers get it. Or you find out the backers didn't really get it for much of a discount. And, but not, and not every company hurt about can be Stonemaier, right? Stonemaier used Kickstarter to perfection. And now right? they don't use it anymore. But now they don't use it because they have the money. So like when they announced Wormspan... That boat was like already on the fucking docks. Yeah, they announced it, and then people were like, "Oh my god!" They and always you can buy do that, and then you get it right away. And I that, love like, that. Obviously, model. that might be a perfect scenario, yeah. right? Where it's like, "Hey, we announced a game; it's gonna be available next week. Here it is." Mm -hmm. And I get—I I definitely understand the point of like flooded. The abuse, I think, sucks. And then yeah, yeah. And, then, and then and then the amount of of crap that exists that just wouldn't is also a lot and massive. But I don't think I would go as far to say, hell yeah. I don't think it's sure. bad for the hobby. I'm more in your camp, Jeff, I think. But, but I think I'm a little bit yeah. uh, to the right of you. So I think I'll say I can see that. What about you, Nelly? Do you have any thoughts on crowdfunding? Eh, I mean, I'll say I can <laughs> see that. But like this is the one where I don't really have much of an opinion on it. You know, because I don't, I'm not sure. the one kickstarting games or yeah. anything. So I don't really know. I just know high level what I know about it. And to me, it doesn't seem bad for the hobby. Sure. I mean, I can see your points, you know, how there can be some negative, uh, you know, points to to that stuff. But 
Um, but I think more than that, I feel like it's good for you know people for the opportunities that people have to put their games out there where they might totally agree not be able to otherwise. Sure. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on, Jeff? Fine, that's All good. right. We're going to do a couple that I, I actually uh, posited to the Discord community. So if you yeah. if you are looking to get into a community, a board game community, and you listen to our show and you've heard our commercial, you've probably fast forwarded through it. But if you have fast forwarded <laughs> through it, you might not know that we have a Discord. And I really, truly am very proud of our Discord community. If you go to the Gamecasters Instagram page, there's a link tree that you'll find there. You can get involved in the Discord and you can do, you can get involved. We have a ton of channels in there with a bunch of different ways to engage. Uh, we have people who literally only go and engage in the Painting Minis channel. There's people who only talk in there, yeah. right? And you can, so you can do stuff like that. You can just come in and be like, all I want to talk about is what I've been playing lately. We don't even just have a channel board for game that. stuff. We have food, books, you know, TV shows, like, there's a ton of different ways to engage, and it one one way that we just made was we have a no fucking way channel now, no fucking and way. so I, no fucking way. <laughs> so I'm making polls in there, and I'm positing questions that the community can get involved in and engage with. And there's two questions here that I'm going to read that came directly from there, and I'm really interested to hear Jeff and Natalie's opinions on these ones because we don't really um, involve ourselves as much in there. We'll right. vote maybe, but I like seeing everyone else's. Uh, thought process, you know, on what these yeah. are, but I want to ask these to you guys now. And so for everyone I'm listening, who's not in the discord can hear. So number three is the BGG top 100 is a good representation of the best games. The hobby has to offer. What do you guys think about that? Natalie, what do you um, think? I think I can see that. Um, I, th I mean, just, okay. What, how do I say this? <laughs> I no, think no. the top 100 games is probably a good indicator of the best games in the hobby. Well, then you're not going to say hell yeah. Overall, like while I can see that Real maybe neutral today, maybe now. not all of my <laughs> that's, that, yeah, I have other ones too, but um, I can see like maybe not like all of my favorite games are in the top 100, you know, but like a lot of games I really like are in the top 100. But that's just me, and I know my tastes differ from a lot of other people's. And so my opinion is kind of like I think the top 100 is probably a decent picture of the best board games generally overall for all tastes in all the people's, like, you know, uh, tastes in board games. I don't Hard. Know. So Does you're waffling on the fence of I can see that for this one? Or are you bumping it up to hell yeah? No, I'm saying I can see that. That's what I said. Oh. So you're sitting right on the fence with I can see oh, that. Oh, I thought you said waffling. Like, yeah. I thought that meant like waffling, going back and forth. I, like, like a waffle. Like, you're, like a Belgian waffle. <laughs> yeah, I meant like fence sitting. You're sitting on the fence. Oh. Between mm. hell yeah and got it. no fucking way. Yes. All right, we got there. Well, uh, Jeff, all, do you have thoughts? I already said it. That's what I said. For I know. I'm just, I wasn't sure if you like talked yourself into oh, hell no, yeah. No. For all the same reasons that Natalie just said, I'm just I'm going to say hell yeah and just make a stance. Okay, let's hear it. Um. Okay, it is not, are these your favorite games? Right. right. They are not. Are some of them my favorite games? Yeah. If you look at this list and you look at the top 100 games, these games are fucking great. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, you look at games and like to Natalie's point, this, I guarantee, okay, almost. <laughs> if you look at the top 100, there is at least one game in there that is 
one of your top three games of all time, sure. four games of all time. And to, and to universally say that and be like, here is a list of 100 games that are in the vast majority of board gamers' top 10. Yeah. That's a pretty damn good representation of what is great in the yes. hobby. So games as far as like, you go, all right, you, you have Twilight Imperium. I don't want to play that game every nope. day. No. That people are like, but tons of people that is do. I'm glad it's represented. That's board yeah, games. Right. I'm glad it's represented. All of them should be Brad represented. Birmingham Pandemic. I don't want to play Pandemic for a completely different reason of Twilight Imperium, but how many people just said that Pandemic got them into exactly. board game? You have and co-op games like Spirit one. Island. That's that, that game's fucking hard. How many people do we know that got mad at us last episode for saying Brass wasn't that good? <laughs> right. 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 They yeah. love so that. And then you can go and you can play a game like Twilight Struggle from 20 years ago, which is, is that the, that's a two-player game about the cold fucking war. Yeah. You know, like Seven Wonders Duel. You have a Wingspan, which brought in how many? F- that's mm-hmm. like a modern day Carcassonne, right? Yeah. Um, Very true. Or you can get like deep. You play a game like Root, right? You can play a game like Mage Knight. Um, too many boners. The, all these games. Or again, you're sitting around a game night and you play The Crew, which is number 36. Wow. Wow. Right? How do you want? You can cool. get people into the hobby. I think. In any scenario where you're wanting to play board games, you can find a game that would fit that need in the top 100, which would be why I'd say, hell yeah, to that it's the best representation of, a good representation, not the best, a good representation of the best games in our We are two horses in harness, Jeff. I am in lockstep (laughs) with literally everything you said. Hell yeah to this one. I absolutely think the BGG Top 100 is a good representation of the best board games the hobby has to offer. Agreed with you 100% that these are not necessarily my favorite. Some of them are, but that I don't think, I think honestly, um, Kristen Haymarket said it uh, in the Discord. And he said, you know, you go to the Top 100, these are generally, I mean, and it makes sense because they're the Top 100. Like most people... You, if you want to get a sense of what the best games are, you go to the top 100 because these are the games that most people agree are very, very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the top 100 list does have its issues. There's definitely issues of Cult of the New. Some Cult of the New games sneak in there a lot, and it's like, really? Is that one yeah. of the best games of all time? You know, but I do think overall there's a lot of tried and yeah. trues in there that if you go there, if you've never been into the hobby before and you take a look at the top 100, like you'll you said, find something, you'll find something like. that's going to be great there's well, a I mean, myriad of different possibilities and things in there it's a very good representation representation of the best games it's a hundred games so even like in the discord some people had you know like that you said had some problems with the way that things get rated or whatever the process is but there's a hundred games not all of them are gonna yeah. have that so if you're you still said, gonna find something in those hundred games if you just said 10 the top 10 yeah been then like, maybe, no yeah, fucking maybe way. No story. Fucking way. but yeah. when yeah when you expand that into a hundred to think about the crew being a top 100 game game's great it's great and because the top 100 is not just full of barrages and and yeah, great western like trails right it's not all full of that yeah. so all right, uh, you guys have anything else on that one nah. all right nah. the the next one from the discord as well TV shows have surpassed movies. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, I think we're all hell yeah really? on this one. Well, I'd like to know why, though. Jeff, I'd like to hear from you first, actually. Why, yeah. why is this hell yeah? Hell yeah, because. Okay, now what about uh, you? Yeah, all that's, right. That's it, because. <laughs> hell yeah, because. I think um, I, I want to trace I want to trace it back at some point to when TV shows got to a point where they were, they were not just telling individual stories every episode. And they somehow like honed it in and we're like, we're going to make 12 episodes and it's going to be fucking great. And I don't know if it was like Breaking Bad or it was something where they started to tell 
like just really good overarching stories and not time filling. Yeah, no, you think of Breaking Bad, you think of The Sopranos, you think of The Wire. Yeah. And then you go into like, now there's, I think, so many streaming places, so many people making good television shows. Mm-hmm. That's all That's all I want to watch. I would much rather, for some reason, I would rather watch something that's seven hours over seven episodes than watch a three-hour movie. Yeah. I think it's... it's you can do more. You I can, can tell more yeah. of a story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's all I got. You can expand more. <laughs> there's more you can... Like a three-hour movie, two-hour movie, they can be amazing. And I have some... There's some of my favorite movies are like, I want to watch them all the time. Yeah. But I kind of agree that like... We just watched Boy Swallows Universe. It was only seven episodes. I was like, I loved that so much. If I saw that condensed into a movie, I feel like ah, they wouldn't have enough time. Yeah, you get more time. And that leads to also, yep. like, God, that's too long. Like, that went one episode too long. That went too, but I, I'd rather them fully tell a story and waste my little bit of time than not tell it well enough the production values are almost the same now you know so it's like and then they the actors before it was like you wouldn't get movie star quality actors in tv shows right because they were now you do now you get like we just watched that the crowded room with tom holland Mm -hmm. you know and it's like that was a great fucking show and it had an a-list star yeah a-list celebrity most of them do now when you go over to hbo and you watch like um there's a show uh, I think it's Big Little, a li- little liar, or B- Big Little Lies, yep. or something, yeah. right? Yep. How many fucking movie stars are in that thing? Really? Oh my gosh, Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Laura Dern, Reese Zoe Witherspoon, Kravitz. It's loaded. Yeah. Really? There's tons of people. That girl from Divergent. What the hell's her name? Oh Ooh, yeah, Shailene Woodley. Yep, yeah, she's in it. Oh damn it! Fuck. <laughs> they're, they're, it's like loaded. Like those um, shows Adam that Scott's get. In it. Yeah, awesome. those shows that get these like miniseries type of things. They yeah. pull in these big actors, I think, because they can get money right the money is there because there are so many different streaming services there's so many options available to you yes. and they're all good That's, we just yeah. watched boy swallows universe we might have never heard of that ever and we never would have watched it and known it existed and it's out there being incredible we would have watched mm-hmm. something else and it's also just as incredible and you can probably say that about movies too but i feel like there's just not the crop of movies that's out and available to watch nowadays is not the same. Now, don't get me wrong. Everything, everywhere, all at once, I think is my favorite movie of all time. And that just came out last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's like my my reasoning is, I mean, I agree with all the stuff you guys said. There's so many quality, extreme quality shows out there that you can watch. And, you know, you when you find something you like, you can you can spend more time with it because of the show, um, all of that. But another point is I feel like there's just no movies anymore. I feel like, I feel that way too. Like there, first of all, movies used to come out like crazy and I want, I would want to see them all. And the, they just, nothing comes out anymore. Cause like I'm looking all the time. Cause I'm like in the back of my mind, I'm like, what's something we can do? Let's go to the movies. movies." And and I'm like, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not interested in any of this or I want something for the kids. And I feel like kids movies used to pop out like crazy. And now it's like one kid movie comes out. The kids see it. Nothing good comes out again for kids for like two months. And I'm like, oh, really? Like that long in between. Right. And, um, and I mean, I mean, mostly it's more just like, I don't have, there's no movies coming out that I'm interested in, or it's always just like repeat stuff. Like, like another one of these, another one of these, a remake of this, yeah. you know, and then, and then 
I have watched some movies not at the theater that just come out, you know, on streaming services yep. too. And like, they're just all right. You know, like, like, oh, like I've actually watched several movies in the last couple of weeks by myself. And oh, it's just like, a, <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, there's an hour and a half. Like, oh yeah, that was fine. But like zero of them where I'm like, wow, that was a great movie. Yeah. Like, I love that. I was kind of like, all right, well, that was, that was yeah, we just for an hour and a half. What was that movie we just watched that I didn't really like? The Apocalypse one. Oh, um, yeah, the one with Julia Roberts. It was like, it was okay. Yeah. But it's like, man, there's so many shows I watch where I'm like, oh my God, too. I love that fucking show. Yeah. You know, anything Agreed. else on that? I think we're all hell yeah's on that. Oh, one. yeah. All right, let's move on. Yes. Board gaming is now considered to be mainstream. Natalie? I say no fucking way. No fucking way. I say no fucking way. Oh, you do? Two no fucking ways? Yeah, no fucking way. I just Google some stuff. Um, okay, the board game industry, I think Natalie said this a few episodes ago, made $15 billion about Damn, last year. multi-billion dollar okay. industry. The video game industry made $180 billion. <laughs> oh! There is a projection for board games in the year okay. 2030, so six years from now, okay. to about double to $35 billion. Wow. Still not even fucking close. Nope. To video yeah. game. And if you want to think of like a hobby to be like, you can't compare board games to video games. Yes, you fucking can. Okay. They're both nerds. You're both in a hobby. You're okay. both taking time to play a game and to do something. Yep. I see and what you're saying. You're spending money on a thing that you do at your house, right? Yeah. Those industries have to be comparable. Okay. There's no fucking way that board games what do you think are going board to reach video games would have level. to do to be considered mainstream money-wise then? If if $30 million, $35 million is not considered mainstream, what? Because like obviously video games are beyond mainstream, right? Correct. So, so maybe, like, what would they have to get up to? I think I would have to walk into a, a place of 100 people, let's say, and if I said the, if I said like a, Trying to think of like a niche, like Skyrim. Yeah. I bet 60% of those would people know would know that. Versus if I walked in and said terraforming Mars, 25 would know that. Gotcha. Yeah. I would say you'd have to reach a point where if I said a name of a game that is like in the hobby, people would have to know about it. I would it. thought the same thing. You kind of like, you you're you have a group of people and there's a certain percentage. Maybe it's 50, maybe it's above 50% know or have played this. Then yeah, that's mainstream. You know? I think there is a know sharp. Go ahead. Yeah, just that they know they even know about this stuff, and and like because like you know I could see like going in a room and like a you say a video game name and like maybe not everyone's played it, but they probably have heard of it or know someone that's played it. And I don't think it's like that with board games. To that percentage, I mean fifty percent, right? I mean that's pretty mainstream. Like half the people, yeah, know about this or know somebody who plays it. I think there's a sharp drop off after the popular games. So if I said like a popular video game, if I was like, everyone knows Mario. Yeah. Right. Just right. like everyone knows Monopoly. Yeah. Right. I think I can name a lot more board games that people would say, yeah, I know that. I've heard of that. Versus as soon as I hit a point in board games, people are going to be like, I don't know what the fuck that means. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it would take, but I don't know necessarily know if I want it to be that. I don't know I, with with the expansion of Target. I think that's been huge. Agreed. Over the last that 10 was years. the point I was about is it to make. More mainstream than it was ten years ago. Oh yeah. Yes. Again, I think that it's was more the point popular than well. it was, but I wouldn't call it mainstream. Yes, I think I, almost, I think I agree with both you. Know what I would compare it to? Yeah, I'd compare it to like the music we like. That's not mainstream. It's very popular. You mean Stomp and Holler? Yeah. Okay. It's very popular, um, and and I think it's amazing. But that is not mainstream. I feel like most people have not heard of the bands we like. I feel like 
you know, they don't know those songs. Um, they don't know those songs. So, that, they don't know those so songs. that's not mainstream, but they are very popular and successful, but not like the mainstream artists Got are. It. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, you guys have swayed me a little bit. I was more in, I can see that okay. territory. I wasn't hell. Yeah. I was more like, and I can see that. I think you guys have kind of, kind of, I like just convinced me. Yeah. yeah I, I, I like you making a stance too. I think you've convinced me to go into the no fucking way camp uh, because I was mostly looking at this from uh yeah, but think of what it was 10 years ago to what it is now. And I think maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. Um, I do think that it is more mainstream. Oh absolutely. yeah. I agree. And I, if man, 2030, it doubles. That would be wow. Holy cow. Yeah. But you're right. But like his um, point, even if it doubles, it's even still if it doubles, it's still a fraction of what is that percentage yeah. of the, of what, whatever video games would are considered to be in 2030. I wonder you probably didn't see well, what yeah, video games video are in 2030, game. yeah. even That's 35 true. million as a percentage of 180 million. What is the percentage there? Um, 19%. So yeah, that's probably not, I guess that's probably not considered. Okay. Okay. You guys have, you guys have, but you are have right. video games me. is beyond mainstream. Right. Video right. games so is more, it's yeah. not that video games is the, the bar, but it's still just thinking about those as, as right. comparable hobbies. Even, I guess you, even, even compare, maybe we, this is a better comparison. We compare hobby board games to mainstream to, to mass market board games. Like you compare monopoly who everybody knows to brass Birmingham, the number one game on board game geek. Even those two, I still think it's no fucking way. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. But you're right. I, but I do think it's closer than it was. Uh, yeah, the fact that sure. they're in Target now, Barnes & Noble, all these like popular stores, a lot of people I think are, are just kind of passively learning about them. But I agree. I yeah. think I agree with you guys. Okay, let's move on. Number six, reading the rule book is the best way to learn a board game. Hmm. Mm. After all of my stances, I will say yeah. I, go in the middle. I will say middle. I can see that. Okay, I, um, I agree. You know, videos are great. Like I will, I will, I will watch videos when I can. When there's someone that I trust teaching it, uh, there is a lot of teaching videos that are that are miserable. Um, you start watching me like you should not be. Yeah, this is your me thing. Anything? <laughs> Don't no. Just go away. Right. Um, is it the? I would say. I'm going to say I can see that. If you were to say it's the most consistent way to learn a game correctly, I would say absolutely. Um, because, again, I've watched videos and been like, that. you're nope, getting it wrong. That's you're wrong. getting you it, got wrong. it wrong. And you're just teaching me very poorly. Yeah. Um, and I would say, so I would say, like, I'm, I'm in the middle of, like, I do both. There is, I don't, I couldn't, don't know if I could name a game where I didn't read the rule book as well as watch. Mm -hmm. I've never, I, I couldn't tell you the last time I just watched a video to learn an entire game without opening without it. looking at the rule book. Yeah, but you've, of course you've done it the other way. Of course, yeah. of course I've not, I've not watched a video and just read the rule book, especially mm. when they're great. It's like I don't even need to watch. I a feel video. like now, I'm, Natalie, you have not read a rule book really. <laughs> <You've> read, <laughs> I, I have. <laughs> no, I. But I'm gonna say I can see that only because this is something that I feel like it is entirely dependent on the person because some. Everybody has different ways of learning yes. that work best for them. And so you cannot say that reading the rule book's the best way to learn it. While J Jeff, I agree with what he said about, you know, reading it is probably the best way to learn it correctly. Um, just because you're guaranteed to like have it straight from the source, you know, instead of like a third party or something. Mm -hmm. But as far as like, it's just generally the best way to learn the rules uh, I think it just depends on what works for you. Speak for what works for you. Yeah. Oh, for me? Yes. 
This is you. This is not you opining on what other people think. This is Natalie's okay. well, opinion. For, for me, who doesn't read the rule books, you get games taught to you. Okay, for me, it is re- reading the rule. If I'm learning the game, yeah, yeah, it's reading the rule books. You'd rather read a rule book. You think that's better than if I teach it to you? Oh, well, no. Well, that Natalie. That's what we're talking about. Reading the rule books is the best way to learn the game. Is it the best way to learn the game for you to read the rule book or to watch a video or to be taught by, by somebody? Oh, well, for me, it's ah, to be taught no by you. Way. Then say no fucking <laughs> yeah, way. Then you say no fucking you would way. I didn't be know taught. it was for me. I thought what? it was just in general. This is your Maybe thoughts both. on the thing. That I gave my thoughts. Ryan, what do you think? Okay. So for me. <laughs> well, you can't. First of all, hold on one second. Okay. When yeah. you said the thing about the top 100, everybody yeah. was like, in general, it is the best list. Not the, for me. And no, now you're that saying was this my one. opinion, though. My, I, I'm saying my opinion on BGG games in the top 100. I personally, me, yeah. Ryan James, thinks that is the best represent, thinks that is a good representation of the best games our hobby has to offer, which is what the prompt was. Okay. So this is board reading the rule book is the best way to learn the game. And I want to know what Natalie's opinion on that is. Not what Natalie thinks is the best for other people. Because of course it's okay. going to be, of course your answer will be, I can see that. I didn't even consider that a way. I took Being it as taught. like, you're, you're, you're learning. You're the one learning the game. Right. You are the one learning the group. game, but you're learning it by me teaching it to you. That's how you're learning the game. Okay, I, I well, see I guess why if you're going to throw that, that in that there, then sure. Then that's the, my favorite way. So you're, no, so you're no fucking way. <laughs> no fucking way. What's number no. seven? You're not no fucking way? <laughs> no. So you're still, what was, what, what were you then? That. You can see that? In the middle. Yeah. Okay. I think I would have been hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Not long ago. Lately, for some reason, Jeff, every single game I buy now, I'm like, I hope there's a video <laughs> so I can watch the video. Yeah. And I go to the video first. And then I'm I'm backward to what I was before, where before I would use a video sometimes as a companion to the rule book. Now I'm I'm backward and I use the rule book to yeah. companion the video. I, I learn better watching somebody. Like like let's talk about our our our, our friend Branislav Baretz or John gets games, you know, or uh, Rodney. Rodney, right? Where you can see what they're doing as they're explaining it. I feel like that is my the best way for me to learn is when they're explaining it and they're doing it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I see how that works now. A lot of times I'll read the rule book. I was reading Harrow County today. And I was like, they're explaining something and there's no picture to go along with what they're explaining, yes. and I'm not cementing it. And so I need that picture. So then I'll go to the, that's why I like to watching the video. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think I'm, I'm in no fucking way now Wow. where I whoa, wasn't. I whoa. know this is again, crazy stance. I no like, fucking way. I like knowing where everything is in the rule book, at least go like if I just watched it and then I played and you asked me a question, I'd be like, I don't even know where to look. Yeah. Like, I agree what what with that. Like, that's why I think yeah. a layout rule book is brain, companion to yeah. me. I yeah, still I will be in the reverse, it. which would put me, I think, in the middle. Yeah, in the yeah. middle. My problem, I do like seeing that's extremely helpful to like see things like that. Yeah. But for me, if I'm watching a video, I will so easily just tune out yeah, and then miss a, a chunk of yeah. it. Where if I'm reading, I'm usually more focused on what I'm reading. So you don't tune out while you're reading. I'll read like a paragraph and then I get to the end of it. I and think, I'm like, what did I just I think read? Natalie would do exactly what I do with board. I think she would watch a video and have a rule book in front of her. And what I do is I'll like, 
read apart because a lot of times these videos go in order in the rule book mm. and I'll read and be like okay this is the action about moving my wagon and I read it and then I watch a video yeah yeah. and then I'm like okay that makes sense here's the thing okay and then yeah, I'm like the I'll read a little more I'll I watch a little more and catch up games, kind of. I'll yeah. read through the whole rule book and then I'll watch a video to cement just it just to cement it to make sure I got yeah. stuff right and go but back then and I pick. also feel like I already generally know it so if I'm like not 100% focused on this video um, yeah. it's not a big deal yeah so you typically tune out more to video than you do to 100%. reading. Well, she's a book reader. You are a book reader. I tune I'm out, the opposite. Listen, I think I, I tune out more in general. In reading. I, tune out to I tune out to listening <laughs> to things. It's a problem. That's why, like, a lot of times I have trouble uh, listening to Ryan on the podcast. No, listening to <laughs> audiobooks as opposed to reading them because, like, out. I cannot listen to an audiobook while I'm working because I'll just miss all of it. But if I'm the only time I can listen to an audiobook is when I'm like doing something extremely mindless, like driving my car. You know, like all I'm doing is driving my car so I can focus on listening. There's, you <laughs> know what I mean? Operating a motor vehicle. But even then, sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'll, I know what you I'll mean. like accidentally yeah. tune out. But if I'm reading, you know, I'm like, you're focused I'm on focused what you're on reading. It, and I'm one into task. it. And, and I get that. my mind doesn't reader. wander as much. I can, I, I understand that conceptually. For me, it's like I'm reading. I get, I bore myself. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whereas, I, if I'm like looking at a video and they're looking at the board, I'm engaged. Yeah. And when I'm reading a rule book, a rule book can, can be as boring as it gets. Yeah. If you're reading a rule book, it can be like, oh god, and especially if you, the book is like, this is like forty with. pages yeah. long. Oh my god. Well, another thing too is, and this has happened to me a lot, and I get very annoyed by it. But yeah. like, like if you're reading a book and I do happen to like tune out for a second or like my mind wanders i'm just like oops i missed that and then my eyes just have to move up to the last spot but if i'm listening to an audiobook and then i'm like fuck i missed all that and i'm like where where, where did it what did i do yeah. and i have to rewind it and i don't know where what place i like left off at because i wasn't paying attention you know okay so you landed in uh, i can see that yep jeff you also landed and i can see that yes okay and i went no fucking way crazy all right <laughs> our last one okay. okay board gaming is a fad no fucking way no fucking way. Uh, Natalie, expand on that. Okay. Uh, no fucking way <laughs> because all of the people who are in board gaming, it's become like a lifestyle to them. Okay. And, and I don't think it's a fad. While we, us in particular, we were like very into it. And I feel like we are unique in the way that we've kind of like waned. Waned. Uh, we're still in it. Garth. <laughs> And I, think, and I, think we're, I think we're in the minority, you know, everybody yeah. just like goes into it extreme. And then even if they back out a little bit, like they're still in it. Do you think we're in the minority or let me posit this to you? Do you think that we are because we've been in it for probably a little bit longer than a lot of the people that you're talking about? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Do you think that we have just we're kind of like on the right. down well, slope and they haven't hit that yet? And they're where we were five years ago. Maybe, maybe. But I also don't think that we're not in it. I mean, we still have a freaking podcast. That's true. We do that. And, freaking but podcast. also, like, <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a fad. Like, I'm not like, oh, board games are out for us. Yeah. They're just like, we just don't play them quite as much yeah. as we used to kind of thing. So no fucking way. No fucking way. All right. Jeff, what about you? No fucking way. No fucking I say way. the same thing. Like, the the as a whole, it's growing, right? The whole yes. is growing. Yeah, um, that's a good indicator, too. Yeah, we're looking at... at Growth in revenue. We're looking at growth in conventions. We're looking at new conventions popping up. Come to Nerdfest. Nerdfest. And twenty twenty four. And I, you know, we've as board gamers, we've I want to say decorated our house. We've we've adjusted our living space. <laughs> yeah, true. To hold 
boxes, right? <laughs> Cardboard, and, paper. And, and arrange them in a way that we like looking at or yeah. moving them. Yeah, or, people you know, dedicate entire rooms yeah. for their and audio I think, collection. I do think Ryan's right in that, you know, he, you guys are ebbing and flowing. Um, but so Ryan's been, Natalie's been in the hobby for how long? Like six Almost years? Almost 10 years. 10 years now. You're yeah. Until, I wonder if like, if you had just started like 15 for me. or if like your partner just got you into it, you, they might motivate you for another five years, right? Like Ryan might've hit that wall earlier if he didn't have met you, yeah. right? So yeah, maybe true. you motivated him when he, when Ryan was like, I guess I'll play Splendor. I guess I'll play yeah. Kingsburg, right? <laughs> yeah. All these games that he might've been over. Mm-hmm. which might have got him over games earlier. Now he's kind of back yeah. into it and discovering this with you, which kind of made it more important. Um, but I, I, I don't think so. I think it's something that's going to grow, maybe not exponentially. Like, yeah, but I think like like you're right. Been, it's not it's, like usually a fad is like it grows fast peaks and then there's like a downfall, but this is still growing Yeah, and growing. You're looking at like the industry as a whole. Yeah. You're in for growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with you guys. No fucking way. No fucking way. No fucking way. I don't think, I don't think it's a fad. Um, I wonder if there's a bubble that might burst at some point, but I don't necessarily think that's board games as a whole. You know, like there's never going to be a time, regardless of how this hobby ebbs and flows with us, Natalie, I don't think there's ever a time where we're just like, I never want to play a game again because like you said, board gaming is out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? We might not be (laughs) over board games. Well, we might kind of be over board games at some point in our life. I could feel like, but I don't think that necessarily means that board gaming is a fad. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So for sure. Awesome. Do you guys have any additional thoughts on that before we wrap up our second installment of No Fucking Way? No No Fucking fucking Way. (laughs) (laughs) A new year is upon us, and so too another NerdFest convention. Yes, that's right. NerdFest is back. The second annual board gaming convention run out of Wixom, Michigan, powered by the Gamecasters. We're looking forward to seeing all of you there April 26th, 27th, and 28th to help us avoid the sophomore slump. One such reason that we were able to be successful last year was in large part to our main sponsor, The Upkeep Games. They're back sponsoring us again this year, providing us with that sweet, sweet gaming library. The Upkeep Games have two locations here in Michigan, one in Ann Arbor and one in Howell. Both locations are open seven days a week and run kids' events at 10 a.m. on Saturday. They buy used board games. I've taken most of my collection there to sell off, but they also buy miniatures, RPG books, and in-print TCG cards with pricing on their website, theupkeepgames.com. The Ann Arbor location has board game nights on Thursdays and serves a selection of Michigan-made adult beverages. You can also expect to see some great things back this year at NerdFest, like the Tumbling Dice Tournament. Twitch star Jamie Daggers will be there teaching you all how to paint those minis you can then use in Mick Dave Mick's D&D One-Shot. Modern Meeple is going to be there working on some really cool NerdFest-only type surprises, so come and meet Josh, the man behind the Gamey Susan. A couple of great designers will also be in attendance, like Matt Riddle of Motor City Gameworks. Matt Kuzina will be there showing off his hot new Kickstarter-fulfilled game, Kyperium. Sam McDavid of McDavid Publishing will be there to show off his game, Everstone, coming to Kickstarter soon. And Jeremy Pete, yes, the OG gamecaster himself, will be in attendance introducing people to his new fantasy rules-light RPG system, Grit. We've got the entire building this year for NerdFest, so we hope to make it bigger and better than ever before. There's a full bar downstairs in the hall, so if you enjoy partaking in some libations while you play games, that's available to you. We will have giveaways. My son Cameron had a great idea to use a prize wheel to give away all sorts of GameCasters NerdFest swag, so look for him there doing that. We're doing another charity auction that will see proceeds going to Extra Life on behalf of Jitsu, and there's just all sorts of other fun things that will be happening at the event that you won't want to miss. So if you're interested in learning more about NerdFest and how to get involved, head on over to eventcreate.com forward slash NerdFest24. 
There you will find the link to registration, which is only $15 for the entire weekend of gaming. Once registered, you will get the link to all the events you can sign up for, and most of them are completely free. Once again, that's eventcreate.com forward slash nerdfest24. We cannot wait to see each and every one of you there April 26th, 27th, and 28th in Wixom, Michigan for Nerdfest 2024. For today's game of the episode, our own Jeff the Mad Board Gamer is going to take it away. So Jeff, take it away. We're going to play <laughs> What's in the Box. What's in the Box? What's in the, we need a dinger. We do. Oh, okay. Get those dingers. What's in the box? Okay, so in this game, I'm going to tell you what's in the box, which is basically the content list of what is in this game box, and the two of you are going to ding in when you believe you know the answer. What's in the box? Okay. okay. I have maybe started with, um, like, there's like a, let's say there's a list of 10 things that are in the box. Yep. I've started with things that you might not know, right, there's sure. like and then it gets a little Progressively easier, easier as it goes. Yep, okay. I have 10 of these, okay. so I'm assuming I'll have to keep score. If you would. And, <laughs> I don't have anything in front of me. Um, I mean, I can if you want. I, like, instinctively wrote N and J for Nally. <laughs> okay, here we go. The first one. One supply board. <gasps> A supply board, Natalie. What is it? Four player boards. One linen draw bag. Supply board. Player Do you know what I'm saying? Like a linen draw yeah. bag. Yep, 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 okay, yep. Okay, okay. 17 family cards. 13 essential tiles what they're called uh obsession obsession uh, i thought that but i'm like Ooh. what's a supply board then? family tiles got it for me um family that was then yeah there was cards. 14 service tiles 14 estate tiles four butlers four housekeepers two under butlers eight valets and 13 footmen ah the footmen <laughs> footmen what was that game that we played with the footmen um obsession. rune age age yeah footmen. one of the rune things yep. all right here we go the next one number two number two 60 character cards 76. Maybe that's well, five. trombones that's in the weird. big parade. 70, <laughs> 76 victory point tokens. Whoa. Maybe 75. I don't know. What was the first thing? Character 60 card. character cards. <sighs> 76 or 5. Victory point tokens. 36 power tokens. Six player screens. <laughs> one card advancement bag. Card advancement bag? And 80 card sleeves. Oh. Would be 20 extra. Yeah. Uh, Ryan? Are you going to say it? Yeah. Um, I have it in my head. Oh, it, boy. No, I know what it is. Okay. It, I, 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 I know the game. I'm trying to think of... I see the picture in my head. is AEG. Yep. And it's called... Maybe, Nally, maybe you should ding in. Ah! I don't know it. Yeah, it's called... Nally, you love this game. Oh, my God! Ah, what's it called? I'm looking it up. <laughs> no, you can't look it up. That's Fuck, cheating. Damn it. I, was, I mean, no, I, it's right in my head. I can't think of what it's fucking called. So oh my we'll have to move on. Should we come back another to another one? Okay, I'll give you a clue. Um, the color orange and the color blue. How about that? That's the box. Or I can maybe add like a... No, that's, the, that's, that's it. If she it? doesn't know it, and I don't know. No, no, no. She doesn't okay, give we'll me more clues. What? What do you mean? We'll come back. What? He, he wasn't done with the list. Yeah, right? he no, was. Done. He was oh, done with the card yeah. sleeves. I thought you'd get it. On he was done with the list. Sleeves. Oh, I got it. I just can't think of the name yeah. of the goddamn gets in my fucking head, and I can't think of it. Wait. Yeah, Can you? Oh, dang it. 60 character cards, yes. 76 victory point tokens, 36 power tokens. Custom heroes? Yeah, custom heroes. God damn it. I couldn't that's think it. of the name. Yeah, that's it. Custom heroes. All right, I knew next one. Fucking... 
60 <laughs> enemy cards. One docking bay tile. Oh, yeah. Like that. 12 pilot cards. Um, three, three, four, four, three, three for each player. Pilot cards. Okay. Six double-sided battle zone tiles. 28 ship discs. One thing that folds up to create a mother ship. Stop saying the word ship hey, over and over. I, I, ding, this is me dinging. This is me. What is it? Flip ships. Flip ships. I was like, if you say it so I can say it. Dr. Flip ships. <laughs> you knew it? I did it. All right. Ready for the next one? That's number, it. Number Let's something. Go. I really am three. To, it's really three to zero, Natalie. <laughs> I got custom heroes. Fuck. You didn't say it. I know. <laughs> you wanted to Google it. Google it. Well, because I knew it. It's like I knew the game. I even knew the publisher. I'm like, it's an yeah. AEG. I can't think of the fucking title. Just give me one. Number okay. four. You'll get, the 20, rest. You'll get the rest. 20 betting tickets. 40 finish cards. Eight partnership cards. 80 Egyptian pounds. Ryan? Camel up. Camel up. Oh. Yeah. The next ones were five racing dice in five different colors and five racing camels. Sweet. <laughs> All right. Notice I said the, the, the correct name of the game, yes, by the way. It's not Camel Cup. <laughs> I think you and me I might be the only two who are no. riding Camel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's not a game. Look that up on board game. Yeah. Camel, camel Cup does not come camel up. Camel Cup does not go anywhere. All right. Six player boards in two parts each. 50 stone resources. 48 fate cards. 72 player cards. There's 12 per person. 18 soldiers. Those are like, the soldiers are little, like, meeple looking things. Okay. 24 blue builders, which are also, um, like, little meeple things. 24 purple servants, also little meeple things. Builders. 24 servants. yellow civilians, also little meeple things. Yes, okay. Would you like me to say them again? Is that it? That was no, I got, I got one more. Keep going. But the one more is the giveaway one, I think. 200 game sheets, two per player. Hadrian's Wall? Right. Hadrian's Dang Wall. It. Yeah! <laughs> did you, did you, is that what you are going to say? Yeah. I just didn't ding fast. No. Your dinger finger. Well, see, I use my uh, finger a lot. Dinger so. finger. <laughs> you don't finger as much as I do now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been preparing my whole yeah. life for this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. One red die. Okay, like, like a dice, not like... Yep. Like, yeah. Okay. I think I know what I read. Okay. I'm not going to do it yet. Just do it. No, I'm not going to do, do it. it. No, I'm not do it. Do it. 30 plastic tokens. They're kind of see-through in four different colors. One median marker. Oh, it's wrong. 12 dice modifier tokens. And then there's nine of, like, two pip modifier tokens. Like the 12 dice ones are like single pip modifiers, and there's nine two pips. Oh man, this seems familiar. Oh man. Single pip, two pip. Single red, pip, two Red pip. pip, blue pip. Red pip, blue pip. <laughs> fuck, 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 balls, balls, balls. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> gosh. 17 planetary system tiles. Six, A red die. Six claim rings in each color. Natalie? Um, Pulsar? Pulsar 2849. Nice. Good one. Very good. One. good. Four to two. Nice, nice, nice. All right, all right, here we go. All right, all right, all right. Next one, one project board, one prestige board, four entrance tiles. I know, that word. Four tiles that are considered library, kitchen, and bedroom. 25 single square tiles that have different, you know, names, like 
Sure. It's a computer oh. and a water thing and a something else. 36 dice, nine oh. in each player color. And the last one, four house-shaped advertising markers. I don't have it, Natalie. I don't have it. Go again, Jeff. Go, ra- go around the say, horn. Say it again. Yeah. One project board, one prestige board, four entrance tiles, four tiles that are labeled library, kitchen, and bedroom. So four of each of those. Four library, four kitchen, four bedroom tiles. They're People large. are screaming at the... They're large. I know. People are screaming. They're, they're giant. I feel like I should know they're, they're big tiles. 25 smaller tiles, like single square tiles in different colors. Yeah. 36 dice. Each player starts with seven. And you can get two later. And then four house-shaped advertising markers. Ryan. Dice Manor. Dice Manor. The game we just played last episode. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. I'm yep, like advertising. Is. Okay, like, yep. She didn't yeah. believe you until then. The advertising <laughs> of the house. I just forgot that. Yeah. Okay. Well, it, yeah. they're called like advertising markers. I was like, yeah, I need to add house shaped to try to. Well, I was like, I was like, I feel like we just played something with advertising, but I couldn't yeah. think of like what it was. Yeah. Well, and then I was like, the, the big tiles. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, all right, next one. One board. Got it. Ding. <laughs> Forty-seven Zen cards. Zen cards. Hmm. Four. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna say this right. Four Seshi. Starting tiles, just a, a place of like growth. Okay. okay. Fifteen gold tiles, four pot tiles, one per player. Starting pot tiles. Natalie. Verdant. <laughs> I don't know. No. You mean verdant? Verdant. And then I was just trying to think of a plant. The last yeah. one. So Natalie can't ding in. Right. All right yeah. So Ryan, there's 156 bonsai tiles. I was just oh, gonna say, I was gonna say bonsai. Okay, bonsai. Yeah, I was gonna say bonsai. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. So you might have to dig deep into your memory. Okay. 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 Six reputation markers. One town mat. So it's not a game board, it's a town mat. Okay. Seven companion cards. 36 enchantment cards. 210 goods tokens. Whoa. That's a lot. A lot of goods tokens. I think there is like five, four or five different types of the goods. 28 shop cards, which go onto the town mat. Like, you know, like a neoprene mat. Nangi? Flamecraft? Flamecraft. Nice. I was nowhere near it. Very good. The next ones, I thought it was deep in our memory because we only we played that yeah. one time You're right. before a show. You're right. The other ones were uh, 28 shop cards, six starter dragons, 36 ah, the dragons artisan were right. dragons, 36 fancy dragons. Yeah. Yes. That I got it from like nice. the good job. shop cards. Yeah, shop. good job. I, like, good oh, job. I think that does have a mat. <laughs> so we got one more? We have one more. And I did make a tiebreaker that we don't need, but we'll do it anyway. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, five starter habitat tiles. Start with these habitat tiles. Okay. okay. 100 wildlife tokens. 25 nature tokens. This is happening in nature, if you didn't know. Oh. <laughs> 21 wildlife scoring cards. And I think they break them down into bear, elk, salmon, hawk, and fox. Okay. Oh. Cascadia? Cascadia. Yep, that was what I was yeah. going to guess. Good job. There you go. That so that would be the end of it. It was 6-4. Do you want to do the tiebreaker one sure. for no real reason? Yeah, sure. let's All right. do the tiebreaker. One year marker. One windmill starting marker. Like the first player token. 18 water tokens. 18 wheat tokens. 18 wheat. barley tokens. 15 rye tokens. Ooh, barley and rye. 15 hops tokens. Oh. Natalie. Beer and bread? Yeah, beer, beer and bread. bread. And the last ones were 30 beer and bread cards. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was good because I like that because it's hard. Yeah. We're always like, what? Okay, good. I didn't even get the last second. Well, it's so. like hard to, I'm, you know, I'm trying to like fill in some of the gaps to get them guessable in the middle somehow, yeah, but sure. also not. So hopefully the game goes over well on audio. Fuck you know. it if it doesn't. I don't who give a shit. It? I had fun. Who cares? Well, Fuck all you people. It's it's fun people to, Fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, they, they're all yelling at us and guessing us. it before us. I'm yeah. sure they're going to get yeah. most of them before <laughs> right, we do. Uh, for the top five of the episode, we are going with an old throwback from way back when. And it turns out that I think a lot of you can't even get the older episodes now. It looks like the new at person in the Discord said that Fort number 42 was the uh, earliest one or something like that. I was like, that's a bummer. That's a fucking bummer. I got to see if I can do something about that. I thought that I set it up so it could go back like 500 episodes. So um, I don't know why that's that the case. I got to look into that. However, if you were around in episode like, I don't know, like 15, something <laughs> like that, we did it a top five. That was top five games. I wish you liked more. And that was more you and Jeremy. It was. Right? No, this was, was me it? and Natalie. Oh, this you was and Natalie. Yeah, this was when this. it was just me and Natalie before, before you joined. Uh, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was one of the first lists. Um, so this is going to be so me wishing Natalie liked more games. Natalie wished I liked more and games. Jeff wished Devin liked more. Correct. So um, why don't we start with Natalie and we'll go Natalie, Jeff, me and come around that way. Sounds Does that sound good? good? Natalie, you Sounds you good. ready for your number five? I am. Hit us with it. Okay. Um, I might have even put this on my last list, but <laughs> my number five uh, is the unlock and exit games. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I wasn't into them at that point yeah. <laughs> back then. You know, but I wish ago. that you liked them more. I know that you're kind of over them. Every time we kind of play them, you're like, oh, I feel like I don't, I don't like how I feel when I play these games. And then you're just not excited to play them. And I want to play all of them. And so I'm yeah. kind of bummed. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> it's been a while. Sorry, we could probably, really. could probably play one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> we really want to. You are playing. We're going through that giant dimensions. Yeah, that's cool. If, so at least there's a little bit of spin off. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm happy we're doing that. Absolutely. We got we to get the next one going. Uh, yeah. Jeff, number five. My number five is Zolkin. Um, okay. Devin, I think, played it once and really just didn't nope it with her. And I think part of that is I know that game well and I, it's, I'm not going to not play the game well or like play it suboptimally when I'm playing her, but that's a game that you can just get lost in yeah. in your first yeah. play. And I think we played it and it didn't click and now it's kind of, it just sits there and I look at it. Yeah. But I wish you liked it. And you, it. I mean, you love that game. Like that's I would one play of your game all games. the time with her yeah. if she wanted. Yeah. Oh, um, it's a yeah. So Zulkin's my number five. Okay, cool. Number five for me is a game we have played not that long ago and I'm really fucking bummed. I loved it so much. It's called The White Castle. Oh, yeah. Natalie did not like that game. Natalie, why? <laughs> number four, Natalie. What's your number four? <laughs> okay, my number four again is kind of like a general type thing, but it's like type legacy <laughs> stuff or like yeah. games that you like, you know, play through a whole like series of things. Which is weird for me because I typically loved campaign games, and now yeah, I'm like, campaign, I don't want to do campaign. campaigns. Yeah, exactly. Anymore. And so like that's like your thing lately. Like I don't want to do campaigns. It's like, my thing lately. Oh, I kind of want to because it's like a, a way for us to play the same something. game over and over again. And True. you're like, nah, and I'm like, damn. I'll tell you this. It has a much better, there's a much better chance of me wanting to play a campaign game if it's cooperative. Yeah. I don't know why. It just is. Yeah, I would so I much like, like, like the game we played today. Like the Quorum. Isle of Dogs paint. or whatever that was. I would play that. I, I would love to play that game. <laughs> I wish it was that. With you. <laughs> that's, that's like, I did not like the name of that game. When you were like, race to the raft. And I'm like, race to the raft. I'm like, what? That sounds That dumb. makes sense. <laughs> 
It wasn't well, like dumb, the but the name's kind of dumb. Anyways, go ahead. All right, so number, so that you wish I would play legacy stuff. Okay, legacy Jeff, campaign what's your stuff. number four? Yeah. Yeah. My number four is a game Devin and I just played a few episodes ago. Uh, like she's on every episode. Um, uh, was Zhang Guo. Oh, she didn't mm-hmm. like it. She didn't like it. She'll yeah. she'll never play it with me again. But man, oh. I, I I I'm I keep thinking about that game. Yeah, like, I want to fucking play it again. Right, yeah. play was so awesome. And I knew halfway through, I'm like, Devin's miserable. <laughs> You're like, like this dang is it. Not- like, no, I'm going to have all my I'm fun like, now. Yeah, okay. I'm having the best time. <laughs> Look at this turn. What do you think about this? You know, and then what like, if, there it is. Like, this is nothing against Devin, but if you just did not play that game for six months and then you brought it out as if it was a brand new game, would she know? Yeah, she'd know. Oh, fuck. She'd be like, damn. nope, not She's this at one. that point now in her gaming <laughs> yeah, journey she where she's like, I'm a gamer, so I know what this is. Number four for me is a game that really, it's kind of could be used for as a system. But I'm going to zero in in this game. Natalie does not like negotiating yeah. at all. She no. loves Bonanza. But this other game that okay. I want to play all the time that she does not love is called Chinatown. Yeah. She cannot stand negotiating. And damn it, I wish she would. Because this is, like you said, Jeff, this is a game I would I would play as, uh, all the time. Is it good yeah. at two players? No. No. Okay, well. No, you probably want like five. <laughs> but even you know just if I mean? you lumped in like negotiation. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, right. Uh, Natalie, what's your number three? My number three is a game we played once called Twilight Inscription, and Ryan hated its guts. And I was I like, did. I kind of like, I liked it. And then we had to get rid of it uh, because he was probably, he we was had like, to. we had to, I forced it. Well, I mean, you know, you were like, well, I'm never going to be interested in playing this. And I'm going to like, fine. Yeah, we've done But that I was kind of bummed ways. about it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but no, I did hate it. I yeah. remember hating it a lot. Jeff, number three. <laughs> My number three is Crokinole. <gasps> Devin doesn't like Crokinole. She just won't play it with me. Oh, like, even on that board. I know. It's just she like, and if she does, she's just playing it because I want to play it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's not that's not what I want. Yeah. Yep. That's well, luckily, worse that's sometimes. one that yeah. like Jack. It's like when place. we're banging, I want you to want to. Yeah, I want you to want to. <laughs> you, know I mean? you don't want to fuck me. I can, I'll still fuck you. But I'll still I do but it. I don't. But it's want, not as good. It's not yeah, as like good. I want, yeah. yeah. Well, I feel like that's one. Luckily, oh, sooner than later, Jack will be able to like. Yeah, for sure. And, play with you. And Carly again. I'm good at Crokinole, and she's like, I'm. You know, is I play? That's just probably part of time. it. You are yeah. exceptionally um, good at Crokinole. Yeah, but I do. I just sometimes I just like I'm just gonna play Crokinole. Like, yeah. I look at the board on the wall. I'm like, I just want to play. I want to play this. Right. It's play fun. It. I'm looking at it right now. I'm like, ooh, damn, yeah, we that never play. play it. We don't play it, but we don't play it because neither of us wants to. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, we don't, I don't yeah. ever think to grab Crokinole. I like see it every day, and I'm never like, oh yeah, that's a game we have. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's because right now it's just art. Right, right. Just hanging on the wall. All right, number three for me is tabletop RPG. Good lord, do I love playing RPGs lately. And Natalie wants one. nothing to do with them, and it nothing. sucks. I'm pretty sure I know you're one and two. The kids love... <laughs> I don't think you do. The kids... I mean, maybe you do. The kids love them, but it's not the same playing with yeah. the kids as it is playing with adults. So that's a bummer. Natalie, which number two? Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. not really. You don't care. <laughs> My number two is um, it's Witchstone. That's a game. I don't. I know you don't like hate it or anything, yeah. but you're you wish just, I liked it more. Yeah, yeah, like I love it, and you're kind of like eh about it. And so, like whenever I'm like, we should play that, you're kind of like eh. Do you, and then we you don't still really have your, mm-hmm. you still have a oh, copy. Yeah, yeah okay. we have it. Yeah, but I like never, it enough that I'm not. But we've like, never, never played play it, it. The two of us before. Uh, okay. I think we have. No, we. Are you sure? I'm sure. Because I've played it two or three times. I feel like. Yeah. It's all with other people. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. fuck me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, number two. Yeah. My number two is Tris Magistus. Uh, right. It's, that game just again, it was one of those things where I knew halfway through, I'm like, Devin's not. This is not going well for her. But I was like, this. I'm having so much fucking fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the couple <laughs> yeah. times I've played it since, I've had just as much fun. And I'm like, man, I love this game. I would love Devin to love it, and she doesn't. 
Yeah, <laughs> oh man, it. I know it's a really heavy game. Right? It is. It's, yeah. all, it's there's a lot it's of moving pieces. Borderline too heavy, but for some reason it just kind of clicks, clicks with you. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer. Number two for me is another all-encompassing thing. I'm going to use the resistance as it, but it's social deduction. Natalie cannot stand social deduction, and no, she can't. Some of my <laughs> most memorable and most fun gaming moments in my entire gaming journey are playing the resistance with Jeff and Dave and that group. So fun. Maybe the some of again some of the mo the most fun there's one in particular moment I can think of I know you know what I'm talking about Jeff that we, that happened at your house back when you were you guys were living with your mom and that may, might have been one of my favorite gaming moments of my entire time playing games and we just won't we won't really get to relive those with Natalie unfortunately so that's my number two and there's one even more than this if you can believe it Natalie what's your number yeah. one uh, my number one is <laughs> you might disagree but I'm it's quacks. That's, no, I don't disagree. That's one of my all-time favorite games, and you know you're very hot and cold on it. Yes, and because of that, you're that. like kind of nervous to play it. Wow, you're right into my soul there. She's extremely yeah. correct because about you're that. like this could go like game? great, and yeah. or you yeah. could I'm be like, like I'm gonna fucking throw something across the room, I've and had, so you're like nervous to play it, and I'm like I want to play this so much. It's that it's that shut up and sit down thing. I've never I've never played that game and been right in the middle. I've either been like this is the best game I've ever played, or like I want to burn everything down to the ground. Yep. You're right. That's a good one, Natalie. Uh, oh, it's been too long since we played that. We can play it again. Let's bust it out. Jeff, watch your number one. <laughs> My number one, I, th I think you you know it, but I would like to play Coimbra with Devin more. It's just, mm. I've said this on numerous shows, but Coimbra is wonderful, and the only way I get to play it is if I pick it on game night. I feel yeah. like that could be in your top five probably games of all time if you played it more yeah. you, the way that i remember you feeling in the condo when we played it after gen con you were like oh my god like, this is fucking this great. is so great yeah, yeah you like love and, and i think at that point if i would play it more i would like to see more, like expansions on the more like what are the what are those cards are called with the people on it mm -hmm. right but mm -hmm. I, I, when i've played it i'm like man this is so good mm -hmm. and i just loved all those decisions it was like maybe one of the first games i saw were like you're you're doing worker placement but the color of the dice is different than the pip action. You know, you hit, there's some sort of combination of that when you draft and take the. It was just, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and she game. just didn't like it. Huh? Well, poor me. <laughs> it's it. like a bummer of a list. Mine yeah. for mine for Devin is Paint the Roses. No, no, no. Sounds like you're having fun over no, there. We're we're no, it does not. We're not though. We're not though. Oh, you Devin. miss her. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember at that moment I was like, I didn't know that she hated it that much. And then she said, <laughs> it I was, was like, hilarious. Oh shit! <laughs> so funny. Number one for me, Natalie. You said you think you can guess it. What is it? Maria. No. Star Wars mm. Destiny. No. Okay, what is it? I don't expect you to like those games. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's okay. I thought that you, you wish don't. I liked Maria. No, because even if you did, you're not going to play. That's not a two player game. You need three. Right. Okay. And so we'd have to like dedicate time for that. That's neither fine. Is, like social deduction. Social deduction, that's true, but social deduction is so much easier to get to the table. Yeah. If we're like in a group, we could bust out like me, you, Frankie, and Kyle could play the resistance. Yeah. It could be fun. Okay. You'll what never, is it? you'll never do it. It's Lords of Vegas. Lords oh. of Vegas is so fun. Lords of Vegas. Yeah. Lords of I mean, I play it. I know. Yeah, but again, it, wish is, you liked more. I like list. Witchstone, right? Yeah, true. It's, I it's wish like you liked Lords of Vegas more because every time we play with a gr uh, some people, like Andrew and Cheyenne come over, I'm like, oh my God, let's play Lords of Vegas. And you're like, no. You, you want <laughs> or to play be... with Brian and Heather. I'm like, Lords of Vegas. Yeah. Frankie and Kyle. Lords of Vegas. They would all love this game so much. And I don't it's think like, Frankie no. I think she might. I don't think she might. Yeah, of course not. Um, do you guys have any honorable mentions? I have one. I have one. Go ahead. What was yours? Mine is okay. We is Nucleum. Uh, I have been loving Nucleum on 
TTS. I've been playing it solo. Okay. I haven't played it. Is, it. I know. <laughs> we we put it on the table and you were like, nope. Nope. And Double so we put it away. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I I, that's why it's not on the list technically because yeah. you haven't played it yet, but you don't want to, I'm pretty sure. And I have been just having a ball well, playing I it. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot. I'll try to play it. Oh, I don't want to judge it without playing that's the it. Spirit. No, I don't want to judge it without playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta find it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll. I guess I'll, is, I'll play it. Well, I guess is, I married you, so yeah. I guess I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I have to. My honorable mention is Monikers. Because that's a game where, like, I'm always kind of like Devin, like, always, like, pumped to play it. Like, oh, we should bring this. And while Ryan, I feel like when he plays it, he does enjoy it. Every time I'm like, let's bring this, he's kind of like, really? It's never his idea. <laughs> I can play. tell yeah. you why. I I think that's the best party game that exists. I The second you talk about it, I'm instantly exhausted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I can't play that game and not be all in. Be all in. Yeah. So I'm like, you oh, my crazy. God. I, I know. I, do, I can't help it. Yeah. So I'm like, every time you say it, I'm not like, I don't want to play that game. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going to get yeah. so tired. <laughs> and I, I'm, Did you not have any, Jeff? I had um, polyomino games Devin doesn't really like. Yeah. I don't like, they're not my absolute favorite games, but yeah. Like I would love to sit down and play Planet Unknown with her or right. something yeah. like that. That I, I like, that, and she just doesn't like that spatial kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I also put like Roll and Write games, which that might be a little. She's bit not on, a big Roll and Write fan. That might be a little bit more on me. She hasn't played a ton, mm. um, and I think I need to maybe introduce it to her. But sometimes when we sit down for game night with the two of us, we play like a game, a big yeah. game. Rarely yeah, you don't do we do sit light down stuff, and do play you? something quick. So mm -hmm. maybe I need to make a more effort to be like. Here's Let's play. What's the reason for that? Game. Do you think? Is it just have, because you're like we're not we're not playing the clip we used to? So I want to get yeah. something better in. That's probably in. It. yeah. Where it's like, all right, we're, if we're gonna do once a week or once every other week, we want it to be a game. I wonder if you'd play more if you did play. Like, yeah, maybe I'll maybe we'll just try stuff. to do like I'll play Explorers. That Rolling Rides takes twenty five minutes. Mm -hmm. or it's cool. We can try too. to do this race to the raft thing. See if we can do that because yeah. that's nothing. So right. Yeah, maybe I'll try to do that. Sweet. That was a fun game. So that's going to do it for us tonight, everybody. If you'd like to get a hold of us, you can find us on Instagram at GameCasters or at MadBoardGamer. Both of those accounts service the podcast. We also have a Facebook group. Just search GameCasters and you'll find us there. You can also email us at thegamecasterspodcast at gmail.com. If you like the show, we'd love it if you consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen that allows you to rate us. We've also got a Patreon. If you want to support the show, feel free to head on over to patreon.com forward slash thegamecasters. There's also a merch store where you can find all sorts of different game casters mad board gamer gateway gear so head on over to the gatewaynetwork.com forward slash store please follow me and consider subscribing on twitch at twitch.tv forward slash game casters so for natalie and jeff the mad board gamer i'm ryan and you have been listening to the game casters good night everybody That's funny. Um, okay, That's so funny. Natalie, say that one more time into the mic. Cocksucker beats up motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> Which one, like, who would you root for? Like, the cocksucker or the motherfucker? I think I would root for the motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. But he got beat up. He did. He got his ass kicked. I think a motherfucker yeah. I like better than a cocksucker. I don't know. I like cocksuckers. I like suckers. If we're going the literal, uh, I think term, I like cocksuckers better than well, mother. The literal term. <laughs> oh, not the literal term. What about step motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> there was there was another onion that we used to love. I think it was um 
probably um, waving hello. <laughs> it was like something about like couple has mind blowing validation session or something. Yeah, yeah, they're just being nice to each other. There's one, there's one where it's like, <laughs> it's it's about this man who says four from fire. Okay. Why did I say it like that? I don't he know. saves four from a fire. Okay, oh, four. I'm a, like, what? Yeah. He saves a family from a fire. From a okay. fire. But the <laughs> he's gay. Okay. Oh. And so the article <laughs> just makes one. passive comments to him being gay. Like it'd be like area homosexual saves four <laughs> from fire. And then the whole article is like, is like Ralph Jenkins who loves to hold and kiss other men rushed into the house to, <laughs> to save these people. <laughs> and then the, he's like, he collapsed on the lawn, exhausted and, and gay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I think that's yeah, funny. That's funny. 